is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Welcome to episode 113 of the UK Steelers podcast and uh, it's a very casual bye week episode this week. You join us always by me, Simon Stanley and the three co-hosts, Rich Citrone, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart. Just before I bring you guys in, I just want to shout out Mike for joining us for the last two weeks. He's not here this week now. Gav has returned to us, but uh, I don't know about you guys. We need we need to find a way to uh, utilise it. He's like our James Washington. We need to get him on the field. Yeah, underused. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Stood in for me. Uh some might say replace me with more upside i don't know just certainly <laughs> probably a nicer sounding tone of voice so um yeah thanks mike and yeah we'll try and work him work him in a bit more i think yeah. i know we you know heavily features on draft season but maybe should become a more more regular season in in football season too some of his takes i thought were very good yeah very good but it's nice, it's nice to have this uh, little community of people we can call on when uh, some of us aren't committed enough like gav Oh come on now! I was I, 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 and and to pull, pull pull back the curtain. I mean, I did actually turn up, you know, and for, and for a few seconds there, I thought, oh, yeah. I heard I heard uh, Simon, you know, boasting about owning three playstations or something. And I thought, oh yeah, okay, great, I've made it just to just to the beginning of kebab corner. But then then when you started breaking down in depth how to play better at the uh, the free golf game, how to like master your swing. <laughs> On it, even the intricacies of getting the free games on PlayStation Plus, I realised we weren't recording anymore. So that, that I, was, I must say, I, I was a little bit disappointed. But I wasn't as disappointed as when I listened back to the show, which I thought was excellent and um, you know didn't didn't miss me at all. But however, Dave, you what are you doing? You 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 decided on the week I'm not there to talk about <laughs> horror films. I mean, well you know you know me, man. I mean what? Well, this is the thing. I I, I do have a, a catch up kebab corner this week so don't don't worry you, you will get your say you know i was literally screaming i was like <laughs> shouting films out dave you gotta watch this dave you got oh i'm not on the show no, right, so i hope we can it. have a part two you get the perspective of the listener now and by the way don't be giving away all this sort of backstage chat stuff you'll be asking for extra features and an extra podcast before you know if you start <laughs> yeah, mentioning all this yeah, after yeah. chat you know we've already offered oh, the movie podcast and now we're going to be getting like the before show and the after show this, this is all patreon stuff <laughs> I'm not sure how much the uh, the other patrons would pay for our b- before show chats. You know, Dave's band woes and, very and dry. You know, very my work dry. stories. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we might have to pay them. Yeah, um, please take it. Take our content. But That's what we do anyway. Speaking of speaking of screaming, um, this is I suppose the Halloween episode, and the only special thing I'm going to do for it is that in the living room right now, Chloe's playing Resident Evil Four in VR. So if you do hear screaming mm. in, in the background, don't don't be concerned. Don't call anyone. Um, wow, have you yeah, played it? Have you played it? Stumble in, then she's well, she just tripped over something. Oh, yeah, she just suddenly burst through the wall. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't played it. That's too spooky for me. I don't need that in my life. Wow, wow. she's she's made a sterner stuff than you. Yeah, but the, when you start hearing clattering and screaming, you know why. Um, hey, Rich, you're into a bit of that, aren't you? VR like horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like the VR stuff. Yeah. Yeah, all kind of stuff. It's uh, it's cool. The Star Wars is amazing. You, you like Dave, like Darth Vader walks right up to you, and with those goggles on, it, it's like he's really standing in front of you, and he's massive. It's just like wow. It's it's really cool. If anybody hasn't played it, they should check it out. It's very cool. Yeah. Do you think we'll have it in our lifetime that we'll have that without needing to put on goggles? Mm. Just like a 
no. insert that goes into your eye. I don't know, not, holograms not, or something? I don't know. Not in our lifetime. I think probably a couple of generations from here. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Yeah. Elon Musk, if you're listening, maybe, you know, work on that. Yeah. get the, Do the NFL referee thing first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you see they're talking about experimenting, experimenting with that in baseball for the home plate umpire. Do you see that? No. So maybe I'm not too far off, guys. Yeah, they're talking about experimenting with it because there's, you know, been I guess a lot of questionable calls, uh, balls and strike calls in the uh, season. So they're they're looking at it. Wow. So it could be. Cool. I was hey, thinking well, about when, when uh-huh. you were talking about the cameras last week. I was thinking, what's happened to this? You know, I thought we were going to be getting multiple camera angles, so I could just watch uh, whatever it's called, Skycam every every time. Where's that? I want that. Yeah. Oh, so you, you get you, like get your choice of camera. Is yeah, that that's surely that's 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 coming down the pipe at some point. Well, they've been be. talking about that for years that you'll be able to do that from your remote control at home. You just pick your camera angle. But uh, yeah, well, that'd, be, I, that'd be. I've gone the other way on this, Gav, because I mean, maybe this talks to who we are as football watchers, right? You're you're definitely more the scheme guy, right? But you know what I've been enjoying these Monday Night Football Peyton Eli things, and I find myself drifting away from the game, especially if it's Saints Seahawks and it's it's kind of dry. And just kind of getting into what's going on with these two. And I'm like, we need a different pairing or a different group on every game. I was like, let's get Richard Sherman and Josh Norman in to do a, a Monday night game. You know, let's 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 yeah. find interesting groups of people to do these Peyton Manning Monday night football games. I'm all about that. So you, you rather that than Akib Talib and Mark Sanchez? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I love I love Akib Talib, but <laughs> I'm talking less traditional commentating and more of whatever's going on with the, the Manning brothers. Yeah, I, I haven't actually get to, I haven't actually watched that yet. You, I know you guys are into it. Do, do, do you want to launch? Should we launch one? Should we launch our own? Watch? I said this, Rich. Yeah, like, it feels like we could definitely do that. We could work that out. We could we could watch Steelers games live somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Peyton and uh, Eli do it pretty yeah. well. So. And, we, and we, then we can pan to like Rich's camera and get him to stand up and show us how to snap balls and. Snap balls. <laughs> 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 Oh dear. Uh, well, true. you can tell you can tell it's a bye week show, but uh, I'm going to hazard a guess that it's not the 40 minute episode I desired. Um, let's roll into it. We, we can be a bit more leisurely this week, I think, with the uh, with the bye weeks goings on and and the uh, the news and stuff. So, have you got the news drop this week, Gav? Yeah, I've got it here somewhere. Here it is. Uh, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. Right. Let's go. Steelers on three. One, two, three. Steelers. The Steelers' bye week wouldn't be the Steelers' bye week without some convoluted drama, and this week it came in the form of uh, Mike Tomlin, who was connected to the USC job, the the head coaching job at the college. Uh, this this like bubbled up for a few days, right, until Mike Tomlin had to address it in a press conference, uh, and his response was great. Um, if you haven't seen it, go find it. I'm sure most people have probably seen it by now, but uh, never say never, but never. <laughs> <laughs> Great Tomlinism. Um, was I mean, was anyone concerned about this before he came out with what he said? And why do you think he was uh, being connected to this? I have no clue. Someone else tell us. I, I have no <laughs> idea why this this happened. Oh, I mean, Gav, come on, man. We're me and Dave are really, really happy that you're back. Not only because we enjoy your company and we enjoy you on the show, but now we don't have to talk as much. So now you're asking us to talk <laughs> again. It's a lot of pressure on us, and we almost had a freaking breakdown last show. So 
We I was hoping it. I was going to come back and, you know, the, the, I was going to be fourth chair or whatever, you know. You guys were going to, going to lead the way, not, not leave me to face the difficult questions yeah. where I don't really have an opinion. Look at this. We've got yeah. straight back into internal podcast politics within three <laughs> seconds. You know what, though? The, the cojones on the, on the uh, journalist or whatever you classify them as, beat writer or whatever, who asked the question, he was surely waddling as he walked out. He's got to have some massive spuds to ask him that question. Because, I mean, he gives a, a death stare at the best of times on a simple question. And to be asked a question like that that clearly riled him up, he must have some massive balls to do that. that but, man, he's, like I say, his reaction was brilliant. That's it's every a, journalist in, in New England, isn't it, though? They've all got PTSD. Yeah, yeah, they all really have to sort of do push-ups before every question. <laughs> um, do, uh, is there a link between USC and Tomlin that I don't know about? Um, Other than them drafting Polamalu, I mean, apart from that, that's about it, is it? I have no idea. Rich? I don't know of any link whatsoever to, right. to Tomlin and <laughs> USC or LSU. It's strange, isn't it? Where does his son play? Uh, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. Okay. So mm. totally the other coast. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Weird story. Also, I, I want to shout out my buddy Ran, who sent me something. He's he's a he's like a floating um, uh, NFL fan. Doesn't really have a team, but uh, I think he, he occasionally listens to the show. He might have made it this far. So if you listen, shout out to you. Uh, but he sent me a clip, which I, I sent on to you guys about OC Omanura saying, I don't know if you saw this, mm. um, saying he thinks that Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the NFL right now. And the, and the fact that, you know, Brady's gone and had success with the Bucks uh, has, has, has mean that uh, the, the, the Pats have slipped back to average and, and the Steelers in, in, in Tomlin's era have never slipped back to average. They've always been competitive, always been a good team. That was what O.C. was saying. So how, how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that's... I think, I think this, um, this Bill Belichick stuff's got people losing their mind because I think for so long people were just happy and content with understanding the way things were, right? The hierarchy of coaches. Bill Belichick was the golden god and then everybody else fell in line below him. And now that, you know, things are the way they are, people don't know what to think, you know? It's like the whole belief system's been challenged. But uh, it depends what you want in a coach, I suppose, right? I mean, we can remove Bill Belichick from the equation almost entirely. I mean, do you want a team that's consistently going to be challenging but maybe doesn't get over the top? Or do you want a team that's, uh, you know... You're gonna win five Super Bowls. I, I don't know. It, it's it's tough, but uh, I don't know that you can make that statement. I was interested to hear what Rich thought of this. Do you agree with that well, statement, Rich? Well, don't forget, guys, that um, Belichick lost his Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, Tomlin inherited a Hall of Fame quarterback and has not lost him yet. But next year, it looks like he will. So I think we're gonna get a much better evaluation of this whole situation next year. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Is it a case of coaching can only take you so far? Yes, yes, for sure. And, and here's the thing, though. The, the, the really great coaches you know, can do more with talent than the average coaches, and yeah. that's the difference. But yeah. you got to have the talent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who knows what would have happened if, if Brady had gone somewhere without Belichick. Maybe he wouldn't have become the Brady we know. You know? And, and maybe it's easier to, to go – somewhere else as a quarterback with all the experience and the playbook that you have and slot it into another coach's scheme. You mesh the two together and have success. Whereas Belichick's, you know, working with a rookie or, you know, a washed up veteran last season who couldn't really play, uh, you know, maybe that's, maybe it's a bigger ask. So I, I think all the people that are declaring Brady as the sort of, 
you know, the overlord of all the success is, is a little bit premature. I think yeah. I think you've got to respect Belichick for everything he's done and everything. You know, the, the, it was it was there like a, a, a symbiosis of two things. I don't think you can necessarily say it was one or the other. Yeah, and also I, I will say. I think the Patriots will, mate. Are doing pretty well with what they've got, and and maybe are a little bit better than a three and four record. And I think they they will make a challenge for the playoffs this year. I was called out by our resident um, Patriots fan, Galileo Spice, our Spice, right? Um, he listened to last episode, and he's when we were talking about the playoff candidates and stuff. I brought up the Patriots briefly, but nobody nobody carried on that conversation. They were almost dismissed immediately. He wasn't pleased with that. So, you know, I think they'll what? be there. Let's have a look here. So, really, what with the how? Because, well, the Patriots are three and four. Yeah. So what? But the Bills are taking that division, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem, the problem for them is, I think that they're in the the same conference as the AFC North, which is putting yeah. up four potential playoff teams now with the Bengals, and and also secondly that the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be pushing for a wild card spot at this rate. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which it seems crazy to say. And, we'll, and so but, will the Chargers or Raiders, right? So, yeah, well, yeah, it's, I, I it's think going the Chargers to be tough. are going to take that division. I think the Raiders have, don't have the muster to sustain this. I don't know what you think. But, well, I, I think that's the Chargers. It's certainly going to be tough, but all I'm saying is I think they'll be in that wild card race until, you know, towards the end. I don't think they're a team you can necessarily say are out of it. Um, anyway, we'll get to that. I'm going to, I want to talk about the NFL later on. Let's stick to Steelers news. Um, Okay, second bit of drama this week. Ben's mobility. A lot of talk about that, as there has been through the season. Um, but ben on came, this show, I mean, we've been show, calling yeah. it out. Yeah. But uh, he came out with a quote this week that, that I found mildly. It was part of a larger thing, and you, maybe you can go listen to the whole interview. Maybe I'm maybe I'm sort of nitpicking, but uh, mildly concerned. And he said, uh, <clears throat> and I quote, "Because my legs and my legs specifically have been hurting so bad, it's really affected my mobility. Throwing subtle movements in the pocket." Feeling like I can step in and make a throw has really been affected by how much it hurts. Um, that's part of a, a larger kind of quote. I think it's from a documentary series that he's doing about his season, uh, where he's talking about the injuries that he sustained and what have you. But um, the fact that Ben's kind of openly talking about it, is, is this just more Ben being Ben, kind of liking the uh, the, the drama of it all a little bit? Or <laughs> I mean, I thought that was pretty concerning. That he's openly talking about the fact that he can't move around. I mean, I know we can see it, but uh... yeah, I mean, I, I think the evidence is there on tape, and it's not just, you know, I, I think the the catastrophic issue is is the lot the loss of pocket movement. Not, yeah, I think you could deal with the loss of out of the pocket, you know, the scrambling and the running around stuff. I think you could deal with that, but the fact that he's struggling to move in the pocket and step up into the pocket is is a problem, and and and, and falling back onto the pump fakes like Dave was talking about last week. You know, I think that's that's the real issue, and I'm not sure that he can come back from that. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's just tr- it's troubling me that um, these this injury talk just seems to get worse and worse. I mean, I feel like we've been lucky. I said this last week, right? We've been lucky that he's not been knocked out of a game, to be honest, at this stage. But it does feel like the pass protection is coming together a little bit. He's not been hit as much in the last few weeks as he was at the start of the season, but. It does feel a bit like the boy who cried wolf with Ben, though. He's, he's yeah. complained that long of different issues and different complaints. Like I said, he thri- it's almost like he thrives on the drama. He loves the attention, you know? Um, so you don't know how much to read into it. But at this point in his career, like like, with, like uh, Gav was saying, it, it's clear to see now that those things are actually problems. So you got, I think it's time to start believing him. I think, uh, yeah, maybe don't ignore it too much now. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the facts of life of having a, an older quarterback, I suppose, but... 
Yeah, but there is one reason why he's improving, though, and that is that most other teams are losing quarterbacks left, right, and centre. Yep. So their backups are coming in. So as as that happens, Ben is moving up the table, you know. So as long, <laughs> maybe his maybe his durability is his best ability, not his availability. But um, we'll see about that. Yeah. Who, who are the Jets starting at QB this week? The guy I literally never heard of. Well, they got the Michael White. They right? got, uh... They've traded Flack for Flacco. Yeah, like, but they're, they're, not, they're not starting him though. They're starting this kid. The White. Oh, really? Kid. Yeah, oh. yeah. They announced it today. Huh. Oh damn! I just picked. I just picked up Flacco in one of my dynasty leagues. That was a bum move. <laughs> you're obsessed. You're obsessed with picking up these QBs. You started to to make me chuckle again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's become it's become a trend. What have I got at the moment? I've got Keenum, uh, Geno Smith, and Flacco. I mean, at what point do you Lance, accept that these and, are all guys? And, and, yeah, and Trey Lance and Cam Newton. I mean, if you can get one starter out of those, you'd be lucky. Jesus, these are all guys that are getting you less than ten points anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Geno got me something. Anyway. Uh, hey, did you guys see in um, uh, Tomlin's interview uh, that he had somebody had asked him what you know what they were working on during the bye week and and he said, well, you know, they're just evaluating different uh, trends in the game. And one of the things he said, I'll give you an example. One of the things was the the mobility of quarterbacks and how it's changing the scheme, the offensive scheme in football. I just thought that was interesting. That of all things to mention, he mentioned that one. Hmm. Do you think that speaks to a little uh, Dwayne Haskins in the Taysom Hill role? That's what we all want to see, isn't it? Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe. I think it'd be cool to do something like that for a few plays a game, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know why he why he could have mentioned it. I don't, I don't think it was – he's not the – doesn't seem like the type to play mind games or anything like that. I think he was just giving an honest answer, but it, it's interesting. Or, or did you read it as being uh, a QB's lack of mobility? Was it that? Like we need to. Nah, that would be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think so. The first thing I thought of is okay. So in the draft next year, he's going to be looking for a mobile quarterback. I mean, that's kind of my first thought. But I don't know. Maybe it just was what it was. You know, it just wasn't honest answer, and it didn't mean anything. Who would that be? Desmond Ritter springs to mind. He's like the most mobile isn't he, out of that lot. So he would probably be. Late, late, late uh, first round, early second round of the Cincinnati, whatever they're called, Bearcats. Bearcats, that's it. Yeah. So maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's eyeing up some Desmond Ritter tape. Yeah. Is, is yeah. a bear cat a real thing? Is that just one of those made up mythical beasts? I don't know. The only reason I know that is because that's where my dad played basketball at Cincinnati. It's the only reason I know that. It sounds like it's made up to me. Yeah, it sounds like one of those sort of um, chimera sort of things where you sew two animals together. Um, yeah, a sounds a lot more. A bincherong, also known as a bear cat, is a veverid native to South and Southeast Asia. It sounds. I was gonna say it sounds a lot more threatening than the cat bear. That sounds like a teddy. Do you know what? I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it, guys. If you listen to this, look up um, bear cat. This is literally what you would envision if someone told you it was a mixture of a bear and a cat. I mean, it's literally a, a bear cat. How was your, how was like your, how was, um, how was Saturn Senior's basketball career? How did that, how did that wind out there? He was, re- you know, he was really good. He, um, he played with uh, Oscar Robertson, who went on to be a Hall of Famer in the NBA. And my uncle has told me many stories. My dad was a defensive specialist because he was really fast and he could jump high, and uh, he would. Uh, just different stories about, but he put it this way: he did, he did pretty well when he guarded Oscar. So, hmm. some yeah. pretty some pretty good genes in the Citroen uh, genome, you know. Yeah, not, there's not you bad. and and there's Sage with his, you know, 
in the hockey game. So yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, we did okay, I guess. Big things to come from from uh, Junior. We'll yeah, Lila. I'll Lila, you, yeah. Lila's, Lila's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that is an interesting-looking animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Drama. Well, this wasn't really drama. It could have been. Uh, it didn't really seem to get picked up, though. Uh, drama piece number three. Ian Rappaport highlighted uh, a piece. Uh, some of the key guys that were maybe trade candidates, people that were being shopped around just before the trade deadline. Uh, number one on his list, Melvin Ingram, which was a surprise to some. Um this kind of cooled as me sort of immediately as, as it as it was fanned. I don't know. I almost didn't get any take up, but I wonder why it was there in the first place. Um, so I don't know. I'll ask you all. I mean, w- would you be interested in trading Melvin Ingram at this juncture, or that's uh, just bogus, isn't it? I mean, why why would they do that? It doesn't fit, seem to make a lot of sense to me. I agree, but <coughs> he's he's the best insurance policy we've got around at the moment. Yeah. You know, if something happens to. To TJ and has you know guys have been moved around. He's the guy that can come in as relief or fill in a role. Why would you want to get rid of that guy? I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I mean, you, who who you be turning over the situational pass rusher to? Uh, Zuka, who 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 is a run defender, or or Taco Charlton? I mean, what's he done? He hasn't done, done anything. So no, yeah. that'd be crazy. It's weird though, isn't it? Because you know, you think when you see something like this from uh, Rappaport, you assume it's not just throwing shit at a wall, seeing if it sticks stuff. You assume it's something he's heard, but... Unless Ingram's not happy. I mean, maybe maybe he's putting the feelers out there. I don't know. Maybe, would that be... Certainly possible. Is, is, what, what could tempt you to trade Melvin Ingram? First round pick. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a bear cat. <laughs> a stuffed bear cat. The first round pick. That's what I mean, right? He's not going to command a great deal, is it? You know what I mean? I, I can't. I can't imagine a team giving up anything more than like a fifth round pick. So, mm. I, I yeah, don't crazy. think I'd bother at that point. So, I, I don't know. The Steelers are lacking mid round picks, aren't they? But... No, that's that wouldn't be worth it. You're no, throwing. I, a... I agree. Only if the season's properly done. But yeah, we won't. Yeah. You know, the, by the trade deadline, that's not going to be determined yet. So, can't be done. Yep. Yeah, sounds like we're all in lockstep on that. I agree. Uh, some roster moves. Uh, McFarland's finally up from IR. Your boy, Dave. We can finally see what he's got in him. Maybe he can be our uh, electric pass catching back we've been waiting for. Maybe Carlos... you can make it past the line of scrimmage and <laughs> actually do something this year. <laughs> Car- yeah, maybe any of the backups can. Carlos Davis goes down to IR to replace him. And then the big one, Jalen Samuels, released from the practice squad. He, he gone. Yeah, what's happened there? Well, seems like they uh, they brought in a Chris Slayton, a defensive tackle, to, re- to replace him. Uh, 2019 seventh round pick by the Giants, big six foot four, 300 pound run stuffer. Um, yeah, maybe they just want you know. I guess they didn't have any plans for him. They didn't expect him to come back up to the the 53 at any point this year and just let him go. But yeah, it's, it's, it's seems like sad. a strange move. Yeah. Seems like a strange move. Why why didn't they just cut him outright and save that practice spot for someone else? I thought the whole point was with that he was kind of a veteran. Or do or do you think this is the McFarland the 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 you know the the fallout of the fact that McFarland's now available again. They don't feel like they need that insurance policy, but I think that's probably yeah. it, and, that, and that's it, right? That's why you know they've sent another a defensive tackle to IR and signed one to the practice squad. So I think maybe that's what they like to do, and just have that insurance policy if they need to call someone. I think hmm. they, they, they seem quite happy to have McFarland back around. Um, I mean, he, he's got a sort of um, he's got a fair bit of experience in the Matt Canada offense. I think he spent a bit of time with Matt Canada at the helm. I'm not sure if he was OC at the time or if he was 
because he was like an interim head coach at Maryland for a while, wasn't he? I'm not sure. But so, but so but, is Samuels. That's it. That's the caveat there. Samuels did well under under Canada as well in college. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt you. But yeah, no, it's um, it'd be interesting to to see what goes on. But if he's got, because like when you look back at the sort of highlight tape, you see him doing all these sort of interesting runs and things like that. So surely uh, Canada had his uh, had his hand in. Um, but whether the Steelers can can do that, and it's it, it, you know college football is very different to NFL football, and it's sort of different. It's a different level, isn't it? But it's uh, it'll be exciting to see, and is maybe three snaps that he gets. See what he gets. I think you'll get more. I mean, if he if he if they like what he's doing in you know over the practice over bye week and everything, and then yeah, I mean, I mean you I, see more like we, we're talking. You know, you need someone that can come in and catch some passes and be that satellite back just to spell Najee. So maybe I can, I can only assume that he's going to be eased. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see the the sort of a huge sharing of snaps between him and and uh, and Harris. I don't think there's going to be a you know a huge shift in that that percentage. But I think yeah, I think you'll, you'll maybe see a little bit. Week on week, maybe more and more if things go well, like you say. I mean, you were calling for um, to Balage to jump Snell on the on the running back. Depth oh chart, yeah, right. Definitely. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how the game is going against the Browns, but um, I could see several situations where we see a bit of McFarlane. So I you know, we see the end of Benny like... Snell in this as well. I can I can see I can hear the the death knell tolling for for Benny Snell at the moment if if things go if things go to plan with uh, with McFarland I think maybe out the door next one out the door you gone the, the end of Benny Snell that would be that would be pretty serious Dave I'm not sure I, you know I, I I can only assume that he's he's being so highly considered because of the fact he was drafted you know and the, and teams don't want to admit they were wrong on a on a pick right on a, on a fairly high pick they, they they don't want to admit that they were wrong so it's sort of clinging on to that hope so that's the only, only thing i can assume is why they're still considering so highly considering what he's done in the last couple of seasons C- can i bring up the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and his name is james connor um mm. <laughs> it feels like everyone's getting on this train now which i feel like maybe i was on <laughs> in the off season uh that maybe james connor could have stuck around like this this was always more an offensive line thing than it was a James Conner thing. The guy's got six touchdowns now. He's running hard in Arizona. Again, he's still not a world beater. He's you know he's time shown with Chase Edmonds, but he feels like the perfect complimentary back over there. Um, why could that not have happened here? And then that would have been the duo. We wouldn't have needed Balage or Snell or McFarland or any of this shit. You know, I... well, he was always a good red zone back. He was always good at punching the ball into the end zone, which is what he's doing for them. Right? It's a high power offense. I don't think he, you know, he's not he's not the difference maker that that Najee is. Course, he's I not going to yeah. be the one breaking tackles and catching balls out the backfield and, you know, trucking trucking dudes. But you know, he can he can punch a ball in. That's that's what he did. Well, you know, we saw it in twenty eighteen. He, he can he can. This was my point though at the time, right, when we drafted Najee, and we, you know, I know you know Rich likes to say I was against the Najee pick, which I, I suppose I was, but it, it's not that I was against Najee. It was that I didn't feel like James Conner was really the issue. He would just, you know, he's like a, not a net positive or a net negative in that offense. He was just, he was a guy who could have done the job if he had the pieces around him. And now we're seeing it. Uh, you know, obviously Najee brings more, but then it was an opportunity cost of what that pick could have been. So that was where I stood. You know, time will tell where all that lands. But I just I think the like, difference there. I feel like, sorry to interrupt, but I think the difference there. Their line isn't that good. They've, you know, Cardinals have been had a terrible O line for as long as I can remember. Like they've always been turnstiles. But that offense. 
with 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 that you know a, yeah. a running back uh, sorry a quarterback that could run and be the you know a, a weapon that that gives you an advantage and then all those wide receivers and they're playing you know four wide at times you know with four actual genuine wide receivers that, that's a terrifying offense for 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 defenses to cover so you know I think there's more opportunity than what what he was being given in in the Steelers scheme hmm. I think that's what it comes down to yeah I hear you. and you know in, in without you know with with this situation that we've got now would anything have changed you know are you just banging your head at the wall hoping for different results if we kept James Conner maybe I don't know but it just doesn't it feel like um, like you've just lost something you know like you owned something then you just gave it away and now it's <laughs> now it's performing well it's like ah why couldn't we have yeah but if you if you could have, so let's let's draft Najee and keep James Conner as the red zone back which is basically what his role is in Arizona then perfect that, I'm sure he would have thrived but the the fact was. The Steelers needed a feature back, and 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 he didn't. He didn't. I, I also do that. think he maybe could have spelled Najee a little bit in his first year, more, which is kind of what I think we all want. And you know, would we have necessarily needed all? I don't. I mean, I haven't worked out the numbers, right? I don't know what the, I don't know what James Conner ended up getting in Arizona. I've, I've not got it in front of me, or what we would have been able to offer him, or whatever. But you know, what what what's the combined salary of all these Tom Dick and Harrys we got on this roster that we could have maybe got rid of if we just kept James Conner? I don't know. I, I do think you're forgetting the the the, the cap crunch the Steelers went through this. Yeah. 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 He, okay, so he signed a one year. Yeah. All right. One one point seven five million. What's Benny Snell and uh, Belage on together? Okay. One second. <laughs> I get a dry roasted and half a lager. I don't know. <laughs> uh, tap dance. Tap dance. You can't just throw things like this. I know. Me. I apologise. This is this is some serious like cap track. Cap track, yeah. We're now relying on my internet, which is actually behaving quite well. So here we go. Hang on. Uh, we have a uh, rank it by position, then I can find the dudes I need. Uh, Benny Smell, Benny Smell, Benny Snell is on one mil this year, and Balaj is on nine mil. So you're getting, yeah. So you're getting two for the price of one. Yeah, nine hundred thousand. You mean? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay, I'm gonna say. I hope we're not paying nine mil. Jeez. Nine mil. <laughs> Get that guy out there. <laughs> So that's like veteran yeah, minimum, basically, and then yeah. Yeah. So one point, yeah, practically two mil for the both of them. And, I, see, for and me, on about for that. me, cut them both, bring back James Connor. That's what I'd have done. Calling it today, and then keep McFarland around. And, and Wendell Smallwood, keep him around. Yeah. Oh yeah, we could have done that. Never seen him play, so I don't want to talk about. But yeah. How cheated do you feel that Benny Snell's been paid a million to <laughs> drop some passes and run for about four yards and then do nothing on special teams? You could do I, that, I, Dave. I could do that. Pay million. I mean, I need I need some money for a van. So can, <laughs> I'll go over there and uh, and do nothing for a bit, and you pay me a million dollars. Thank you. That's an expensive van, man. What is it? Gold plated? Does it? Like... Oh, I get it decked out with everything for a million. Wow, <laughs> it'll fly. Rich, I want your honest answer. Right? Is is there any chance that if we gave Dave the same number of touches that Benny Snell got, that he might end up with more yards? Any chance at all? Or will he end up in a wheelchair? Zero? Closer to the wheelchair problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah zero chance. I actually think there's not not a good chance, but maybe like a one or two percent chance that Dave just gets lucky on a couple of runs and just darts through a hole. I could see it. No, I, I can be shifty when I need to. I can get on all fours and crawl <laughs> underneath the line. I can do that. Hey, and nothing, nothing against Dave. None of us would. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought maybe that's maybe that's the answer. Twitter, right? If, if it, there should be a punishment, like if you if you 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 know you you. Spewing hate on any footballer in, on Twitter. There's one person every year is selected to carry one ball. 
right? So if you, you know, it could be you. So you better not say anything bad on Twitter because if you do, you're going to be in there. You know, it, actually, you get put in on defense and you have to tackle Derek Henry. How about that? <laughs> I'd love to see that. Imagine it, some 65 year old dude that's oh, like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, he would be in a wheelchair. Wow. <laughs> um, the okay. power play. Call up one power play. Call in the fan play. Every once a game. That'd be great. What a spectacle. Anyway, sorry. That would be cool. Maybe that's how they decide the the first overall draft pick. You get the two lowest teams instead of doing. You know, they always complain like the toilet bowl is a good idea, but the, the players won't do it because why would they compete to get the first pick? Why not just draft in a team of fans and let them play each other for the first pick? Well, that's the overtime rules. As each minute expires, you have to swap out one of your starters for oh, one of the great. fans. That's fantastic. The guys in the, in the, you know, you got like Mr. Titan Terminator or whatever he's called, or like the Cheeseheads are out there. Excellent. I getting... love that. Oh, yeah, we can pick that. Ma- Remember that massive dude that was um, that like was the Mr. The... T guy? Yeah, <laughs> swapping no, out the... for bugs immediately. <laughs> Is it the same guy that got the Steelers fan? That yeah, was actually, I know. He's, 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 he took up about three chairs. Absolutely yeah. massive guy. Could be a nose tackle. It could be. It could be like three nose tackles in in one go. It's fantastic. Yeah. Would, would snatching uh, Mr. T's gold chain be? Would that is that a holding penalty? I don't know. That's fine. That's taunting. Horse collar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's about it for the news. I just wanted to mention. I mentioned this last week, but um, I just wondered, Gav, if you had any thoughts. Where, where's Stefan to it? <laughs> He's still not imminent to return, according to Tomlin this week. Um, when are you going to be back? I'm, I'm kind of gagging for some for some to it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be the return of the return of the Messiah when he comes back. Yeah. Um, could do with him in this game. I tell you what, there's one game that you need to it back. It's this game against the Browns. Tell me about it. Do you want to jump into this Browns game first and then we can look at the rest of the NFL after that? Yeah, let's do that. that, Is that better? Is that a better way of doing things? So the Browns, uh, yeah, we played the Browns away this week uh, on Sunday. I booked Monday off, so I thought for ages that this was like a primetime game, but it's not. It's just a 5pm game. I booked it off because it's Halloween. Um, We open as, I don't know why I just went in a diatribe about my days off. Nobody cares about that. I apologise. Was this the, was this the glowing crotch game last year? Was the that glowing that, was crotch that game? Glowing glo- glowing crotch game. <laughs> what? Where was it? Was that was that was that two years ago? Where so, someone was at a Halloween event and was was going to do the glowing crotch routine? You know, like where you're at a social function and you're watching also at the same time under the table mm. watching your phone with the, with the glowing crotch, right? No? Right, not a term that I'm familiar with, but I do get, I do get it. I think, I think it was coined on the show, and I think, I think it was Dave doing the glowing crotch. Anyway, so you, you're not going to do the glowing crotch. You're no, going to time shift. Yeah, because I'm going to be going around haunted houses, and I don't think that's going to be the right atmosphere. And don't, don't be starting rumours about my my crotch, right? <laughs> it doesn't glow. The crotch speaks for itself. <laughs> I'm going to get people DM, DMing me on Twitter pretty soon if you start spreading those sort of rumours. Oh, Dave's on the verge of signing a professional NFL contract. Don't start spreading these rumors about him. And don't, don't ruin it for me now. Um, yeah, might, we, get, might get a different kind of contract with this talk, sort of talk. <laughs> <laughs> we open uh, as 3.5 point road underdogs in this game. Um, Chubb is going to be back. Nick Chubb, probably their most important offensive piece. But do we know what's happening with Mayfield? Is he going to be back in this game? Well, I heard he's 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 torn he's a labour. He's torn a labrum. He's torn another labrum. I didn't know you had more than one. And he's also fractured his humerus. I mean, that sounds like a guy that's not ready to play to me. Yeah. So I think you're either not facing Mayfield or you're facing a severely beat up, can't throw Mayfield. Well, this is the thing. I mean, because the Browns are one of these teams where I actually think, is it that big of a step down to Case Keenum? Yeah, I think it is. You think? I kind of like Case Keenum. I've always liked Case Keenum, though. He's a fine backup, but he's he's not got the the, the ceiling that Mayfield has. I mean, yeah, 
I think I think I think Keenum is is a fine game manager. You know, he's like um, sure, sure. But with no. this running game and you know if the defense can start firing, I think that's all they need. To be honest, I mean Baker Mayfield's just a glorified game manager. No, he's not. Yes, he's, he's 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 different to a game manager. He's... Well, okay, but. He's a step above being a bum at the moment. And, and... Oh, I don't know about that, Dave. He, he, he's a system QB, right? He's, you know, with a good run game. I'd, I'd say, you know, I'd say in, the, in the ranking, you've got franchise QB, then you've got system QB, then you've got game manager, right? I think he's in the middle. I think he's he's a system QB. Put him in the right system, he'll succeed. You know, good running game, boot action, screens, you know, zone blocking, run game, you know, all that stuff going on. He can thrive. But, you know, hold, hold, hold put... on a minute. Dave, Dave, Gav's been gone for two weeks. It... Is that Gav or is that Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I thought I recognised that accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm being I mean, honest, man. You know, I try, I try and be fair and honest. I'm saying that Baker is above above game manager. That's yeah, I hear what you saying. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to make out he's you know, yeah, Geno Smith, but I, he's definitely got a higher. You, yeah, like definitely. This. I know he, he he's got a higher ceiling, but I just mean, do you want a banged up Baker Mayfield or do you want a fully healthy Case Keenum? Was, was what I was saying. Yeah, that's a tough choice. I'm not sure which one. I think I'd, I think I'd probably prefer the chances for the Steelers if Baker tries to start and is incapable, and then Keenum has to come in. Hmm. Maybe that's an optimal situation. Rich, what do you think? I, you know, I think that uh, I don't think he's going to play. I saw an interview with him right before the pot, uh, podcast, and it didn't sound good to me. And I think I agree with you. Keenum's a good game manager. I think he's one of the better backups in the league. Uh, if the Browns, you know, if they put a good game plan together, though, they'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, I saw an article saying that he's out for multiple games, but that's one of those clickbait sort of articles. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of going to assuming that he's not going to be, he's not going to be playing. But at the same time, I, I don't really know what, but um, Mayfield can do that. Keenum can't. I don't think there's going to be much of a difference between the two. I, I, I don't. I know. I mean, I, I don't rate um, Mayfield particularly highly. Not even, not even just because he's a, a Browns QB, but like, I don't see a massive difference between the two. I mean, you say you say that uh, Keenum's a game manager and he's he's just going to and he's a decent backup, but I I don't I don't see any real difference, any real difference in what the two can do. They've got really they're both they've, they've both they've both got a decent supporting cast around them. You know, it, it's it, it comes down to that. It comes down to the guys around them at the moment. Uh, here's yeah. here's how I could. It, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gav. No, you go. You go. You. This is how I would answer that. Um, if there's if the game's on the line and there's two minutes to play and they're starting on their own twenty yard line, you have a much better chance of winning that game with Baker Mayfield driving down the field in Case Keenum. That's kind of the that's kind of the the difference. He's He's more dynamic in what he can do than Keenum is. He can get he hit whatever Keenum can do. Mayfield can do it a little bit better. I don't think there. I agree. I don't think there's a huge difference. But like Gavin said, Mayfield has a higher ceiling, and that's and that's where you would really see the difference if you have if the game's on the line, you have like two minutes to go, and you need somebody to drive down the field. Mm. Yeah, it's, not, I think, it's, I think, not, it's not a dramatic difference, though, is it? Really? I don't. I think. I think Keenum Keenum is pretty accurate. I, I think that's that's he's pretty good at that. But I think uh, Baker's arm strength and his ability to create it puts him puts him in a different stratosphere to Keenum for me personally. Hmm. What, what were you going to say? You're going to come shut me down. Why? What's so good about Case Keenum? 
Oh, me? Yeah. Me? yeah, yeah. I'm not saying anything <laughs> particularly good about it. I'm not saying I'm a massive fan of either of them. I'm just saying that there's not a massive difference between either of them. I, I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a, a drop off. That's you know a, a considerable drop off between between the two. I, I don't. It's not that I, I want uh, Case Keenum to be the the best man at my wedding. It's just you know I, I don't see the difference between the two massively. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I, 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 I just think that Case Keenum is a steady pair of hands that, that's not going to. Oh, well, he could do, I suppose, but he's unlikely to commit the kind of mistakes that would he would need to make for the Browns to lose this game. He's like a Duck Hodges fever dream, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. That's what he is. He comes in, plays well for a few games, and then falls off the map. But what he has got going for him is, is the O-line, right? I mean, they've got a fantastic O-line, yeah. especially in the run game. I mean, I, I did a little bit of digging around. I, they're, they're, uh, so, obviously, uh, I think... Uh, Jack Conklin is another one that's potentially back, right? He's he's been practicing. I'm not sure if he's he's sort of touch and go, questionable. But um, if if you uh, if you include him on on the on the O line, the, the the run blocking grades for this line. So it goes okay. So the line is Wills, Petonio, Tretter, Teller, and then either Blake Hans or Conklin, right? So the the PFF grades just for run blocking. 62.7 for Wills. Okay, that's like average. Then we go 87.4 for Tonio, 73.6 for Tretter, 85.8 for Teller, and then 72.3 for Blake Hans. I mean, the guy's got a made-up name. Or 88.4 for Conklin. I mean, that is like the best run-blocking unit in, in the league. I mean, here's here's the Steelers' run-blocking grades, oh, right? So, we, okay. I mean, this is like this. I mean, one thing you can say about this it, it it's a unit. It's all fairly consistent. 55.3, 55.3, 54.7, 60.2, 54. 54.7. So all slightly worse than average. And that's, and that's with Najee behind. So it's not like they're getting any, you know, it's not like they've got a poor running back behind that's sort of masking the grade or anything. Hmm. So, you know, room to grow, let's say. I mean, we saw how good the offensive line was last week, right? The missing Chubb and Hunt, people started writing them off and then, you know, all of a sudden, this kid out of the AAF comes steamrolling into prime time, and everyone's talking about him. So, you know, he he ran with power. I mean, he did. He's, yeah. he's slow, but he's powerful. But you know, they're making superstars out of anyone at this stage. So you know, and 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 uh, and that line, it's pass blocking grades are not are not dissimilar. It's it's a good line. So you know that. I mean, in 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 some ways, your point stacks up, Dave. In in um, Keenan will have time behind. You know, be protected. And he's got a good run game, so yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe he can can succeed. And that worries me because I think we, you know, we we can be picked apart. You know, we have a nice pass rush, but if that doesn't get home, then, or if it at least doesn't apply a great deal of pressure, then you know, there could be some struggles in the kind of mm. the short to mid range passing game. And you know, he could game manager us up and down the field all day, which is what worries me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he handles pressure very well though. So if if the Steelers can get some pressure, I think. Keenan will struggle in this game. It's a big game, though, um, as far as seeding goes, right? Because this is probably... I mean, if we lose this, we're in trouble in terms of the division win-loss ratios, right? We start we start falling behind. Uh, and then, obviously... I mean, the Bengals and the Ravens are both on five wins. The Browns will then be on five wins if they beat us. And we'll, st- we'll still be stuck down on three. So we'll be two games out. We'll have lost to the Bengals and the Browns. It'll start looking pretty dim if we lose this game. <laughs> In are, you, are you are you saying this is a must win? It's not a must win, but it's like a it's almost a corn animal game, almost for for the Steelers. Yeah, 
Mm. It's a bit, it's, you know, it's a game with almost two games worth of uh, value to it. You know, if you win. I mean, this is a this is a revenge game for quite a few players on mm. on the roster, but but for the whole squad. I mean, after what happened, how much the Browns were celebrating after the playoffs and after the end of the season. Yeah. I think there's a few people in the building that will be fired up for this one. Everyone's playing it down this week. Every single interview I've seen, there's a quote. No, we're not. We're not. You know, we're not paying attention to that. This is not a revenge game. This is not. You know, a focus in the locker room. Blah 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 blah. I mean, it definitely is. As if, yeah, that's what I'd say. I mean, if you've if you're not using that as motivation, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And also, do you think that maybe we see some exotic stuff out of the Steels this week? We got a bye week to to think about it. Everyone's back healthy. Everything's at his disposal. You know, the disposal of Canada and Tomlin. You know, do we start seeing some uh, exotic stuff? What would you do? Would you go exotic? Would you go hook and ladder and wildcat? Yeah, maybe we go uh, like the Titans did at the start of the Chiefs game. Or the, or the Lions and go for the surprise onside kick. Yeah, the Lions, kick. yeah, everything. A surprise onside kick, <laughs> punt, yeah, everything. Throw, throw the kitchen sink at them. I think you might get to that if in the second half, but I think, uh, I, just, I just think you, you, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would just, just turn up and say, actually, we own you, really. We don't need to do this stuff. Yeah. We just can just pound you down the middle because your, your defence is actually a bit soft. But, um, yeah, we'll and they are still injury-ridden, right? You know. Oh, they're totally injury-ridden. I mean, how many players have they got on IR? they got... Chubb, Hunt, they've got uh, JOK's gone, right? He's probably their best player on defence this the start of the season. Switzer and Hubbard, we don't have to worry about them coming back to haunt us. <laughs> my, my boy JOK, who's having yeah. a good rookie season, he's down in Ayana. Exactly. Isn't so. Chubb supposed to play? If he does, he'll be limited, though, I think. So, yeah, he could, he could play. But, um... I think Chubb's going to play, yeah, from what I'm understanding. That's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Chubb's out, then all of a sudden you start to think, oh well, okay, maybe maybe there's a there's a route here. I mean, there's a route here. I'm not saying I'm not saying we're definitely gonna lose, but this isn't you know one of those games like I've been the most negative about, like when we played the Bills and then subsequently won. Yeah. But, um, hmm. And what about the receivers? I mean, the receivers Beckham can't seem to catch a break. Yeah. Landry's out. He's just come back. Um, I, I mean, like I was... DPJ. Big fan of DP. He was out last week. I should, I should yeah, he was, come back yeah, this week. But, well, he injured in warm-ups or something. Is, mm. is he going to be back? I mean, that's that's like a rotating door there. The guy. I mean, I was massively down on Anthony Schwartz on the uh, in the draft process. I'm only saying that purely so that he doesn't go off at me in the game. If I say this, hopefully superstition means that he won't. If I didn't say anything, he will. But um, yeah, I, 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 I just saw him as a speed guy, nothing nothing more, just a returner and a gadget guy. But um, yeah, who else is there? I mean. I'm not a big believer in the receiver call, or the particularly the tight ends. I mean, you have got Joku going up one week, Hooper the next. So maybe, maybe that's quite hard to scheme for in some ways. There's no no clear target. Yeah, well, they spread it around a bit, don't they? And then they're running, they're running, they're, they're, they run out of the out of the backfield, right? Between shots, they're even getting like Dimitri Felton involved. Um, I was always quite a fan of him. I apologise for my neighbour upstairs doing got the shower something. going again. Yeah, what is it? It's like, it's, I don't know. Does it to, to annoy me? So, what would you tell me this, right? So, what would you do if you're if you're trying to game plan this, this game? Do you do like what you would like what the Chiefs did against the Titans and just go, okay, we we don't care if you're going to pass. Like we we literally don't care. We're just going to stop the run, and we're we're just not going to have you. We, we're going to lose the game, but we're just not going to have highlights of your running back just gashing us for ten yards every time. Would you do that? Would you have 
players crashing into the box or would you or would you sit back in a shell and defend these wide receivers that can't catch a pass i don't know it's a tricky one i would be tempted to start the game out trying to stop the run uh coaxing case keenum assuming it's case keenum to pass on us and then obviously adjusting if if he's able to i'd rather try and test case keenum to beat us deep than uh allow them to just run for six yards of play all day dave you must be worried about your hero keenum <laughs> I'm not. I'm, you're making it like I'm going to marry the guy. Jeez. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you. You, you have to, you know, you have to sort of um, work against their strength, don't you? And their strength is is their run game. You have to stop the run. If you sit back and try to stop the pass, they'll gain 200 yards rushing on you, like easy. Um, I would play similar to how Seattle played us last week, as far as seven man box and then drop the safety down and have him hovering around the box. Um, I, you know, I just think it's going to be a tough game for the Steelers, you know, I, and I think that's really their only chance is to make uh, Keenum beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my concern is that you, you try and stop the run and you end up letting Keenum beat you through, you know, play action, boot action, screens, all the rest of it. So uh, I, I think actually what you want to do is go in with quite a balanced approach and actually and, and let them have some runs early early on, but try and try and get into Keenum's face and just let him know that he's not going to be able to pass at all and, and destroy his confidence and then and then shut down the run in the second half when you know when the running game really comes alive when bodies are tired and you know teams are trying to close out the game maybe that's what i'd do but who knows I mean, this, this would you be tough. bringing a lot of pressure in this game i feel like i'd be tempted to to blitz the shit out of case Keenum in this game yeah i'd die that's what i'm saying i've died up the blitz early yeah. doors first half and then and then i'd start dropping back and yeah you know and, and 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 shoring up against the run as well and not having people just blasting forward all the time mm-hmm. having people play the gap game Second half to try and stop them closing out the game and hope the offense has held on enough to put them in a position where they can try and win the game. Yeah, you know, with, with the way that they were embarrassed by the Seahawks run, running all over them towards the end and and not responding to it fast enough, whether that's coordinator's fault or not, which I think it is. But um, you know, it's it sort of to me at the moment it seems to make more sense to come out with the with the mindset of stop the run it it doesn't it wouldn't make sense to try and respond to it at the moment because they're just not responding to it it's like butler's not seeing it he's not responding to it and adjusting to it so come out with the mindset of we're going to stop the run if that makes sense yeah but isn't that where where the league is right now it, it's stop the pass and, and let you run and you know you, you can burn up all your time on offense and then we'll we'll come back the other way and try and Kill you in three passes. But surely so. it comes down to whole horses for courses thing, right? You can't just do the same thing for every, you know, for every team and have the same setup for every every defense. You have to play to the team and, and to their strengths and what they're doing, you know, majority of the time where the, and where the, where their success is, you know, but rather than just being embarrassed, like like you guys are saying, being embarrassed by having them run all over you, come out with that mindset of you're not going to do those these things that you're so good at. Yeah, but if I was if I was the Browns, I'd be thinking, what what's the Steelers' strength? Uh, yeah, okay, it's it's TJ Watt, so that's that's the pass rush. But it's also TJ Watt against the run, and they've got a solid defensive line group. So actually, they've got sort of fairly decent run D. So maybe let's bait them into, you know, try and make them stop the run. But in fact, we'll 
we'll, we'll pass off of that. And we've got all these receivers that are underutilized and Keenum that can manage that scheme and, and can be quite accurate and we'll, we'll completely sideswipe them. So I, I'd be ready for that, that poker move personally, but maybe, you know, maybe I'm well wrong. I think, um, I think Butler's more of a blackjack guy than a poker guy. <laughs> you think he's just sticking, stick, <laughs> yeah. stick, stick, bust. Roulette, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Shotgun approach. Uh, okay. Let's. Oh, also, we, we'd be remiss not to mention this is the uh, pass rusher defensive player of the year off with uh, oh, yeah. Miles Garrett and TJ. I, I don't. I don't want to see any Miles Garrett to be honest. Can we, I don't care if somebody else gets three sacks. Can we just double this dude, please? I don't want to. I don't want to see him. I, w- I want to see Ben hit Garrett with his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, no Miles Garrett, please. Let's not make this a Miles Garrett game. Has has every national pundit forgotten that Garrett tried to kill someone with their own helmet? Yes, because they're all singing this guy's praises right now, and it's really, really pissing me off. Well, this is the thing with Miles Garrett. I, I don't know. Everybody, like, if you remember before the draft, he was because obviously he was like the number one overall pick, nailed on guy. He was like viewed as this like fun, like he really liked dinosaurs, right? That was his whole thing, and like, you know, and they were doing, little, yeah. Do you remember this? Like, they were doing little quizzes oh, yeah. with him about dinosaurs because he was really into paleontology, and he was like, you know, they were selling him as like a nerd and a jock. Like, oh, look how look look how relatable this guy is. He's like a mega athlete, but he's a geek just like you. And he's you kind know. of got a conscious vibe about him, hasn't he? Like and then he's, he you know, soulful yeah. or something. And then he know. murders, you know, try didn't murder a dude, but he you know he tries to hit a guy with his he could have. in the in the middle of a field. Uh, and now we're back to try to sell him as being this likable dude again. I don't buy it. Um, didn't, didn't the Browns name him as like their man of the year or yeah, something on that on that trash, season? Yeah, yeah. Ah, go away with that. Yeah, crap, crap. Don't like it. I've had Who else are you picking on that team? Who's your man of the year on the Browns, Dave? Brian Switzer. Good choice. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> I'm looking now. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Switzer deserves it, man. He's he's had a rough year, hasn't he? Didn't his uh. His baby have a his little boy have a rough time or something yeah, in hospital yeah. and stuff. He deserves it, man. Yeah, give it to Switzer, but yeah, I'd, I'd put Switzer in. Maybe Odell can get number two. Hey, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay, let's pick this game before we before we embarrass ourselves further when the uh, the Steelers. Well, are the, the, only, the only thing we, we we talked a lot about the Browns' offense and the Steelers' mm. D. We didn't talk about the other way around. I mean, how confident are you about the Steelers being able to move the ball on the Browns? Not at all, but you could copy and paste that in for any game. <laughs> I, I want to. More, sorry, go on. You know, more confident than previous weeks. You know, we've shown that we can do it, and the, you know the improvements on along the line, and then now um, Zach Banner's back. I don't think he's actually, has it actually been announced that he's back, or is it sort of rumored that he's back? Is that the the the, uh, the yeah. every week Zach Banner's back? Yeah, yeah. But, hopefully um, this week. You know, the, the the run game will only improve if he's if he's around. He's a he's a a, a people mover. He's a body mover, isn't he? Um, so yeah, you hope the the run game will improve with him around. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, the confidence is growing. I can't say I'm I'm all dejected like it was after like week four or whatever it was. It was just sort of, oh, we're not going to do anything now, man. We're just going to get off the bus and then get back on it again, you know. But um, no, I'm more confident than previous weeks. Are you not? I am. I, th- I think. I think this is going to be a good uh, running game uh, game for for the Steelers. I think. I think the Browns' defense has got a soggy middle. You know, like uh, on Bake Off, they talk about a soggy base, whatever it is. They, they've soggy got a so- 
Soggy bottom, that's it, yeah. They got a soggy middle, man, against the run. I mean, the, the shell and the, and the edge is, is great, you know, but but the interior D-line and the linebackers, I mean, you know, Steelers poached their best linebacker as far as I'm concerned. I mean, they've got Tacky Tacky and Anthony Walker and Malcolm Smith. I mean, that's patchy now that JRK's gone down. Uh, and, and their highest-graded run defender in the interior is Jordan Elliott, and he's not even a starter, and, that, and his grade was 59.4. So... Yeah, significantly bad against the run, going up against an improving Steelers run blocking line with with Naji. So give me Naji, man. I'm, I'm, this is a Naji game for me. I'm, I don't want to tip my hat, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking he's gonna. What do you, I think? What did he run for his best game so far? 122 yards. I'm saying he breaks that. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I would like to see us impose our will in the running game from from the get go. So yeah. I'm with you on that. Where are you, Rich? Oh, thanks. My neighbour's just turned off his whatever it was. <laughs> God, I felt like I was getting like burned by a Bunsen burner by that thing. I don't know what it sounded like on the podcast. Rich, what are you saying? Uh, I'm sorry. As far as what I think is going to happen? Uh, with the Steelers offense versus this Browns soggy middle. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's they don't appear to be as good of a defense as they were last year. And I think, yeah, it's a, it's a good time for them to be playing the Browns. Um but uh, yeah, I'm torn. I'm really torn on this game. I, I still, as we talk right now, I still haven't made up my mind who I'm going to pick. It's it's this is a tough one. It is it is a tough one. I'm with you. It, I, yeah, it's a head and heart game for me. Okay. Are you going to pick it now? Do you want to yeah, pick, pick, pick it? Yeah, let's pick it. Let's pick it. Let's pick it. I'll go. I'll go first. Okay. I'll put my. Okay. I, I've not been here. I've not been making picks. Um. I'm going to go with a, a 21 to 14 win, and I, I just, I just think the run game is. I think it's going to surprise the Browns. I don't, I don't think they're going to be ready. The Steelers, the Steelers' offensive rhythm is going to come through Najee. So there you go. Okay. Um, Dave. I have a 3.2017 win. The Steelers. Okay. Rich, have you got one yet? Do you want me to go? Ah, uh, you can go. Okay. If you want. Okay. Well. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go twenty three twenty Browns. Loss twenty three to twenty. <laughs> okay. It's a good sign when we don't all pick one way or the other. Generally. Rich. Still need some time. Do you need the some music? Hang on. <clears throat> yeah. Can, uh, what's, nice the, um, what's the stat when we are in there? <laughs> That's that's great. Does that help? Is that helping? <laughs> no. <laughs> what, what's, what's the stat when we're not all in agreement? Is, is there a stat on how old Steelers do when we're not all in agreement this season? I'm sure there's um, a thing. Well, when when we all pick the Steelers to lose, they won, and when we all pick the Steelers to win, they lost, and then when we split them, they've won, they've won, and then we all pick the Steelers to win against. Uh, was that against the first team I missed? Which was not the Seahawks, the one. But who was who did we play before the Seahawks? My memory's slipped. Uh, hang on. Anyway, generally it's better when we don't all pick the Seahawks. Although we beat the, we beat Seattle when when everyone picked the Raiders, um, Bengals. I can't remember. After the Broncos, Bengals. Broncos. So we won that game. So yeah, it's fine. So don't don't, don't, don't ignore me. 
<laughs> it's the first four games of the season where there was a clear trend. The last two ones have bucked that, but that's because the, the, the teams we've been playing have not had their proper quarterbacks yeah. or have not had good teams. Uh, right, Rich, come on. We've stalled enough time. You've got to make a pick here. Um, all right. I think uh, I think the Browns are going to win. I think it's going to be close. Mm, I'm going to say... 27-24. Phil Cole wins it for the Browns. Wow. Okay, that's two That's two wins, two losses. I'd say that's that's fair. Yep. 50-50 chance. I like that Rich has joined the dark side now. Mm. Yeah, it makes me feel more positive about the game, I think. <laughs> so going, going off the stats, that's a Steelers win. So, uh... yeah, yeah. Wow, that was a sheer Sorry. disrespect for Rich's opinion there. From no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean it's in the opinion sense. I just mean, I th- I, I, you know, I feel like we're not, we're not, we're, we're being more realistic now as, as a group. And uh, I think that means good things. It's my job to um, stir the pot, Gav. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, first O-line play. Now, I already said it. Can Can my first O-line play be that Najee goes for 123-plus yards. Uh, I thought it was first big play. It is men of the Yeah, I know, I, know, I know it is, but can I... That's quite specific. I don't mind that. What do you think? I don't, so, well, I don't, know. Like, I don't know, actually. Just, I just think it's humorous that a few shows ago, Gavin was accusing me of making things complicated. <laughs> <laughs> this, this becomes the game from last season. Because last season we were saying, like, um, what's going to be the stat line of the... <laughs> Of the game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I, yeah, back okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am getting pushed back, and I can understand it. But I, I, I genuinely, I want to hang my hat on this. So I think Najee is going to go off in this game. Okay, how about right. this? How about this? How about this? If Najee doesn't get this highest rushing record, you lose a point. Then you can have it. Wow, it's a, it's a one point swing. If you really want to hang your hat on this, uh, yeah, all right, okay. So it's a plus one, plus one. Plus one, minus one swing. So let's wow. just get let's get the numbers down. So what would he need to reach? And this is rushing yardage, right? Not passing. Rushing what? yardage, okay. not, not, yeah, not, nothing through the air. I, I'm saying 123 yards plus. Okay. So he's he's got he's, got, he's accumulated 122 a couple of games ago against the Broncos, I think. Um. So yeah, 123 is his best rushing total yet. And what we're saying, it's a, it's a it's a one point swing either way. To allow you to bend the rules of the game, is that yeah. is that agreeable to the other members of the team? Well, you know, I'm, I'm seeing where this go- this is going. Throw the rules in the bin, right? Who cares? <laughs> it's not the rules in the bin. It's just no. It, it actually is. <laughs> is it? Yes. Is it? It's meant okay. to be. Who's going to score the first? I touchdown. tried to yeah, help you by, by completely just but okay. I, I, hey, that's cool. Mine will be Ben throws two touchdowns. Oh god, here we go. No, but that, you see, but that's not that's two touchdowns. What? What's the difference? <laughs> the difference he's is that I, I'm saying that he's he's breaking records here, his own records. Hundred yard game. No, no, no. He's his he's his own personal best. Okay, fine. All right. Okay, fine. All right. All I right, hear I, I hear I, what Gav's saying because Gav has got like a strong feeling about a specific thing that he can't bet on on this game because it doesn't allow him to. So he's trying to formulate a situation where he can. You know, lay lay some wood down. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to put. Yeah, it's an onion hanger. I'm saying this is what's going to happen. Personally, and, I don't mind it, it with with the uh, the change in the rules, but it doesn't feel like the rest of the teams on board. You know, it's so. the bye week. Let's freshen things up. You know, maybe maybe we're all tired of picking. You know, Muth reception touchdown week after week, and you know, <laughs> revert quick. I, I, no, I'm I'm fine with it. Just we should all have the opportunity to do that as well. 
Yeah, you can, but two two TDs from Ben is not exactly well, pushing the envelope on on a play. Why Ben? Ben's not a very good quarterback this year yeah, at all. He, How many times has he thrown two touchdowns in six games? Probably not many, but twice. Well, yeah. it is pushing the envelope then. Yeah, but what, but I'm saying that Najee's 123 yards. That is the envelope. I'm saying he's literally see, pushing. Do you see what happens? Got... Do you see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Anarchy. You know, you're, a, you're a very strong personality, Gav, but come on, man. No, I need some pushback. Yeah, don't have me walk all over you. Jeez, come on. I, 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 I need some I need some, uh, some fight back. Oh, fine, I'm prepared to wipe it out. I, you guys pick. I'll, I'll come up with something else. I, I'm yeah, fine with it. If you guys want to change no, no. it, it's just that we should all have the opportunity to do it. That's all I'm saying. No, that's no, fine. I, I, I'll take the kudos if it happens. And now I don't lose any points. I, I feel more comfortable about this right now. So, Rich, you're up next. And I, I will think about my thing. I'm so going to wait. say uh, last time I said Najee receiving touchdown and he got a rushing touchdown. So I'm going to switch to Najee rushing touchdown. Okay. That's that's what I was going to say. So I'll piggyback him. Oh, well, this is entertaining, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Dave? I'm going to say... <laughs> All right, forget it. Okay, I'll go for an Anthony McFarlane <laughs> somersault <laughs> touchdown. It's called passive-aggressive. <laughs> I want to say Deontay Johnson gets 120 yards and two touchdowns. You see, now that is pushing the envelope. That's that's quite a, a high stat line. Now, where are you going with Dave? I thought Dave was going to go Case Keenum, 500 yards, yeah. six touchdowns. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... No, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson touchdown, receiving touchdown. Boring. Okay, <laughs> receiving touchdown. Now, who, who had Ebro on rushing touchdown? Now, you're talking about some, some things being cooked up? Hmm. What about... All right, how about this? I'll go Zach Banner receiving touchdown. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that worth two points? Are we doing two points? Yeah, I knew that was coming. I knew it. I was going to say it, but <laughs> okay. We'll just do. We'll just keep it for one. All right. I'll be the moral winner. Right. Okay. First defensive play. I've actually gone. Uh, I was torn here between two players due to the revenge aspect, but I'm going to go with with, with the safe pair of hands in some respects with the, uh, a Joe Hayden interception. Oh, is man. that is that too fairy no, tale? That was is exactly that what I was going to say. <laughs> oh man. Okay. If you just said it, I'd I'd have switched over to a Joe Schober. But all right, who got who wants to go next? Rich Dave, who's got one? I've got one. Um, well, since it didn't, it nearly happened the other week. I can't remember what week it was. I can't remember who it was against. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Joe Schober interception, please. Okay. I'm still yet to come up with a, a satisfying abbreviation. Most players, I've got you know my own little abbreviations I use writing notes. Schober, Joe Schober. I've got Esper. I've got Jaco. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Some, some, someone write in. What? What are you saying? Joe Show. Joe Show. Mm. Joe Show. Yeah. Joe Show. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> Just sounds keep like saying it. An, it sounds like an anime character. I don't know. Uh, uh, Rich. You know, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to go back to back weeks. Uh, Mika interception. It's got to be okay. one day, right? Yeah. Right. I wanted to talk. You guys were talking about Minka, and I was. It, it, it raised some points in my head. Maybe I've already said them before on the podcast. I don't know. Do you think the contract is playing in, and that and they're actually like flexing him as much as possible to test him to see if he's worth? Because what they get, like he's okay. So he is uh, due in twenty not not twenty twenty two the year after, right? So next year is his contract year. Mm-hmm. 
So do you think they're trying to like expand his role this year to see if he can do some more Jamal Adams stuff that gets a run to then next year let him ball out and then make him one of the highest paid safeties in the league? Because I had a, a quick look. So Jamal Adams is on uh, average you know, annual value of 17.5 mil, Harrison Smith 16, Justin Simmons 15.25, Buda Baker 14, 7, uh, 14.75, Eddie Jackson 14.6, uh, Honey Badger's on 14, his contract's due up next year, and Minka's on 4.1, uh, you know, contract ends in 2022. The, the, so he's in the 2023 free agency class. Now it's quite a deep class. Actually, when you look at the names that are going to be phrased, obviously some of these guys will get extended, but you've got Derwin James, Jordan Poyer, Jimmy Ward, Adrian Amos, Von Bell, Nadir Nasli, Taylor Rapp, and Juan Thornhill. That's quite a lot of decent safeties that have played quite well in their rookie rookie contract, rookie uh, deals. So do you think they're, they're just testing him? They're playing him out of position, and that's why he's having all this, like what you were talking about, he seems to be out of position. He's playing against a run, which is not his strength, because they know that he can do that deep you know, center field role. They're just seeing what they've got. And it's literally like and in and, and the second half of the season they'll 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 move him to doing what he does well. I don't know. Is that, that, that was my theory. What do you think about that? It just seems like a strange thing for a team to do, you know. I I, I do get what you're saying. Um but it's like with Jamal Adams, it's the it's the, it's almost the opposite of the Jamal Adams problem, right? They were trying to do the opposite with him. Right? Trying to play him in a role that didn't suit him and now they're trying to bring him back down and, and play his, you know, prominent role in the box. So I don't know, man. Just let the let the guy do what he does well. It doesn't make much sense to me. But you know, this is why I, I'm not paid to come up with the scheme. So right. I mean, he, at the moment on PFF, he's 84 it's out of really 87. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Out 84, he's he's the, the fourth worst safety with with you know the amount of snaps. <laughs> Although at least unlike Jamal Adams, he isn't listed as like the worst safety in the NFL while saying I'm the best in the nation. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, he's the third highest graded run defender on the Steelers defense. Think about that. Which is weird because all I'd see is him missing tackles in the run game, but I digress. Mm. But he's also one of the worst coverage grades. He's got a, a below 30 grade in coverage, mm. which is surprising. But I think that's because he's out of position, so he's constantly recovering. I don't know. Rich, what do you think? You've seen you've seen all this before. I, do, you think, do you think the Steelers do that kind of thing? No, I don't think so. It's There's too much. It's too important um, for every NFL team to win, do whatever they can to win every single game that they can. There's just too much on the line between coaches getting fired, you know, uh, franchises losing money because, you know, whatever popularity or not getting a playoff spot or it's just too much on the line, millions and millions of dollars. I think they, they, they're trying everything they can to, to put this guy in a position to help their defense as much as possible. And I, I don't, necessarily agree with what they've done i like the way they played him when they first got him you know that that season i think that's the way he's most effective but i think they feel like the way they're playing him now they can get a little more out of him and and maybe they feel like it's important it's more important for him to to uh to assist the run game now than it is to be more you know a little better in in deep coverage because he has <clears throat> he has had problems, you know, getting over, getting to the receiver in deep coverage, you know, for whatever reason. So, mm. yeah, I agree with that. That's, that was that was kind of what I was thinking. Is what, yeah, what the team is trying to win. Why would they do anything that would potentially, you know, stand in the way of that? Just to, 
that's something you would maybe do with a QB, right? Because of the importance of the franchise long term, but I don't see them doing it with any other position. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, they paid what they're going to they pay. You know, Cam Hayward. Can they really afford to make Minka the highest paid safety in the league without really knowing what they've got? That would be my kind of point. You know, but we, you guys mentioned Bush as well. And that's another interesting one. That's, you know, I, I was listening to you guys and I was I was saying, you know, if I was on the show now, I'd be saying, well, I, th- I think linebacker technically is the most difficult position on the defense right now. And, you know, it's it's a slow development. So then, then it got me thinking, okay, so who's, who has been drafted after after Devin Bush that's had more success? Turns out quite a lot of people, actually. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, judging by, by PFF, the guys that are ahead of Devin Bush are JOK. He, JOK is played as the third highest ranked linebacker in the league. Can you believe that? Simon, you, yeah. you are so right. You, who is your Red Star guy? I mean, I, I loved him too, but you, you really banged the I, table I will, for him. I will him. never, ever get over him not getting drafted in the first round, both monetarily yeah. and... Mentally, <laughs> I mean, in a rookie season to be ha- having an eighty-one point one PFF grade is is outstanding, and then and Zabin Collins as well. He's he's the fifth uh, fifth highest. I mean, that's that's impressive too. He was taken in the first round ahead of Joe. Okay, uh, and then and then a, another second rounder, Pete Warner with with the Saints. I mean, that, that, their, their scheme does lend itself to, to linebackers playing well. But then some other names on the list are ahead of. Devin Bush, all taken after him. Drew Tranquil. I mean, who's that guy? Logan Wilson, we've heard about him. Michael Parsons, uh, Cowboys having a good season. Bobby Okariki, Andrew Van Ginkle, Aziz Alzheir. I mean, tell me if you heard of him from the 49ers. Uh, my guy, Akeem Davis-Gaither, David Long, Sam Agwuvun of, of the Dolphins, Jamie Sherwood, Jaden Meaves, Mabin. You know, these guys that you... you Sam Agwoven was was undrafted. Jamie Sherwood in the fifth round. Jamie Reeves may have been in the fourth round. And then one of my guys, Jermaine Pratt, was in the third round the same year. Nick Bolton, I mean, and, and then and, yeah, Nick Bolton is ahead of ahead of Bush. And then there's Bush, right? And then but and here's some names after Bush, which I found equally interesting. So uh, Bush is uh, where is he? Uh, he is forty something rather forty forty eight. He is out of eighty six qualifying linebackers. So far this season, after him you've got Ken Murray, you've got Devin White, you've got Leighton Van Der Esch, you've got Miles Jack, Malik Harrison, big big favourite with us. C.J. Mosley, Patrick Queen is 80 out of 86, and Rashan Evans. So, mm. and this thing is upside down, man. I mean, like linebacker is 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 like almost impossible to predict. Yeah. I think yeah. in 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 the NFL, the, the the changing landscape, you know, that's kind of thumping two down linebacker is dead. You need these guys that can cover, that can go sideline to sideline. Can we've seen how you know uh, Michael Parsons can come in and rush the passer, play some some D end. He's, he's even playing. I mean, the, the, what is what is this position? It's totally changing. So I, I don't know. It, it's tough to call. I, I don't think we can say that that Bush is a failure. I don't think we can say that he was worth the trade up. Right. So that, that that that's that's where I was at when when I was listening to you guys. I, I think talk that's about what kills it. you, right? Is the price that we paid for him. I think if if you'd have got. Bush, where we got Najee this year, right? If we were talking about him as a rookie, then all of a sudden the conversation's a bit different, right? It's just what you gave up to get him. Yeah, but that was a reaction. Do you remember that year? I mean, that was the year, you know, Shazier went down the year before and it yeah. just felt like there was this, you know, three cardboard cutouts in the, you know... But you look back, back and, you, you know, that's not the way to build a team, is it? You can't be reactionary, you know? Especially, yeah. Especially a position like linebacker, which ultimately actually isn't that expensive to fulfil. 
you know, maybe it's hard to get a guy that fits your scheme perfectly and to get that sideline to sideline guy, which admittedly we, we hoped Bush would be and, and you know, maybe is um is rare, but it it, it is reactionary, right? You you're trying to replace Shazier and I don't know if that's the way to go about building the team, but that's by the by in it at this point. Well it wasn't it wasn't a great you know uh, he didn't it's not like they um you know grabbed somebody that was way way ahead of his draft grade he was the second he's rated the second best inside linebacker sure. in college ball yeah. you know so i don't think it was really you know that much much of a you know a pull to 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 do what they did it's just that you know it just didn't turn out the way they hoped it would it, it, you have a you have a a, a really great linebacker that was that was number rated number one picked right in front of him that's playing really well and and that's you know that doesn't help Devin Bush's case when you contrast it to it's like yeah we you know we we didn't do very good with that trade but I can't blame them too much you know um, for that they've 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 had other uh, draft picks in the first round where have been you know much worse situation where they really. Man, it was like, you know, where did that come from? You know, but I, that one, I didn't think it did. He was he was rated pretty high for ins, inside linebackers. You know, it'd be an interesting uh, experiment. I think this would probably take too long to do now. Maybe we can look into this in the offseason. What running backs were available at our original pick the year we drafted Devin Bush, right? And then what could we have got in the second round with the pick we used to get up with it, to him? And then you take JOK and where you took Najee. That's well, I just told you, yeah. So, 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 Devin White is grading worse than Devin Bush at the moment. I don't. This season, I, I don't. On the I don't. No, I don't no. see that. Okay, yeah. I've watched a lot that. of Buccaneers game. That guy's a demon on the he field. Is, I don't yeah. know where they're getting that from. But that's, really that's because he makes splash plays. In you know, maybe he's he's down to down. This PFF is down to down, right? So it doesn't always tally with what you see. We're also picking a six-game sample. I mean, I think over the course of the career, I think, true. You know, but White's according good. to the grades, you know, you could have had Drew Tranquil. In the fourth round, you know, who is is the ninth highest graded linebacker? Yeah, but, you know, you got to be realistic with it, though. I'm saying, like, from draft position, you know, we, you know, you weren't going to take Drew Tranquil in the first round anyway, so it's you know, it's a it's a pointless comparison. I'm just saying, like, you know, in the draft that year, who, like I said, this is maybe maybe we can spend. That's answering your season. question. You know, you, you go a different direction, yeah, you come yeah, back to linebacker. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and as Dave was saying last week about missing Vince Williams, I think those those kind of guys are. The, Ten a penny in the draft, so you know if they feel like they need one. You know what we should do. We should we should all we should do this as yeah. genuinely as an off season episode. We should all go away one week and come back with like an alternate reality that we draft situation, right? So you swap out as many draft picks as you want in different years and come back with an alternate set of picks that you could have ended up. This is what you could have had, right? We should I've just that. got an image of me with about fifty million yeah. pieces of paper and a Charlie Brown tongue sticking. This is out. how we could have ended up with Pat Mahomes and this and this and. <laughs> Yeah, that's like an autism level of like trying to <laughs> redefine history. But yeah, I'm up for that. That sounds fun. Anyway, <laughs> in for the four-hour podcast. What I'm really trying to get to is a way that we could have ended up with JOK on this team because ultimately, I think that uh, after all said and done, the only guy that we're going to point to that maybe we should have taken over Najee is JOK. So don't, don't, don't forget, I thought there was a, re- a reality where Aziz Ojolari was was a possibility over Najee as well. You know, that's that's something I was banging the table. I was banging the table for Nick Bolton. <laughs> Yeah, let's I still am. That. <laughs> right. Anyway, this was this was the picks game. So, so I, I, I yeah, got totally lost there. Uh, we need to pick the survivors. Do we uh, wait? We need to recap the survivors. So, Dave. Oh no, we all we all we all picked correctly. Even even Mike picked the Rams over the Lions. That was a close call. 
But um, Dave, you picked the Chiefs over Tennessee. Oh no! I was just hoping for the the Tennessee slip-up game and the the Chiefs. You know, I'm with you, Dave. What's, what, what, yeah. what's happened to the Chiefs, man? I don't know. I, I never would have picked the Titans that game. Someone's got to come last, haven't they? Yeah. Has the, has the league caught up? Is everyone like just scheming to beat the Chiefs? What's going on here? Chiefs are in real is danger of missing the playoffs right now. As Mahomes, is it all Super Bowl hangover? Is it the fact they've not really drafted very well since since that 2018? It's know. a case what's, of relying what's, what's too much here? on Mahomes, isn't it? Ultimately, I mean, they've built this offense that's that's a three pronged attack, right? It's Mahomes, Kelsey, and uh, Hill, and not a great deal else, right? Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out, and he's not doing a great deal when he's in. Um, the defense is just awful. How much can you ultimately rely on Patrick Mahomes? I mean, he's been infallible until now, but as soon as he starts to throw an interception or two a game, that's it. Yeah. Someone else better take over because for some reason my neighbour has decided to fire up a propane engine up there. So, uh, Rich, what's going on with the Chiefs? Well, just wait till you well, find the... out that I'm actually your neighbour, Gav. That would really annoy me. Well, the Buccaneers kind of wrote the playbook to how to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. And, and you know, you, you better believe everybody in the AFC took notice, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, yeah, it, it's it really has come down to Mahomes. Mahomes has to be fantastic, you know, and mistake free, or they're uh, they're having problems right now. You know, when you get one dimensional like that, it's just a matter of time before people figure you out. And I think that's kind of a little bit what's going on. I'm I'm like eagerly awaiting what's going on in Gav's house. I'm on fire here. I'll come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's pick these survivor picks then. Um, I, again, I still can't remember who I've picked, but I'm going to assume that I haven't picked the Bengals. In which case, I will be picking them this week. Who are they playing? Yeah, yeah, you haven't picked the Bengals, yeah. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, you've, you've picked them on the best week then. Yeah, Yeah, and, and to copy you from the other rest of the game, I, I picked them as well, so there you go. <laughs> Who's next? Bengals. Oh my god, we're gonna have a Bengal sweep. <laughs> just, just to be different, I'm taking Dallas Cowboys. Ah, oh, he's turned it off. I don't know what that was. Seriously, like, what are you doing up there? I don't know. <laughs> Who are the Cowboys playing it? Uh, the Vikings. Oh, oh, you love a danger pick. He does, doesn't he? I like it. I like living. If you're not on the edge, you're taking up too much room. Well, I think you know, it... there's no no bonus <laughs> for picking closer games. I think it's smart to not pick the Bengals well, over this here is, because this, this gives them a, sh- a shot to to one up us all. This is the week I'd like to announce that we're changing the rules um, <laughs> so you get extra points for picking the dangerous games. Didn't we do that something like that last year? We did, we did go down that route, we didn't did. we? Like, we did. Yeah. This is, and we, we swore we weren't going to do this. <laughs> and I already pushed the, okay, the envelope. This is again. another off-season episode, figuring out what the game's going to be next yeah. year. <laughs> Some navel-gaving. We'll gaving. hash it out. We're going to stick with what we've what we got, though. So, yeah, okay, yeah, good. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, we started talking about the Chiefs and other teams. I mean, is it interesting to people to talk about the rest of the league? Do people want to just have a quick glaze over in the bye week, a chat about the rest of the league? I sort of feel like we've chatted a little okay. bit. Is there any burning? Well, I just I was just going to go through, you know, go around the division, see if anyone had any interesting takes on where we're going because some of the divisions. I mean, this 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 season for me, I don't know about you, feels more random than ever. I mean, starting with the Steelers beating the Bills, then the Jets beat the Titans, then the Titans beat the Chiefs and the Bills. And the Bears beat the Bengals, and the Bengals turn around and smash the Ravens. 
it's all over the show. So it felt like maybe it was an interesting time to uh, reassess some of these divisions and what we originally thought compared to where they actually are. Yeah, I mean, the, the AFC is pretty wild right now. So many teams on five and two. I mean, mm. or four and two. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I mean, like, so some of these teams, who's for real, right? The Raiders are at five and two. Cur- currently over the Chargers and the Chiefs, four and four and two, three and four, respectively. Yeah, I think I picked the Broncos to take that division. I mean, that's looking really <laughs> clever right that now. That was a poor choice. <laughs> I have to double check that. I I'm not certain I did that, but I, I remember considering it. I don't know. That that, that stadium is, I, I think that stadium is helping them. Obviously, the, the, the John Gruden stuff isn't, but they seem to have bounced. I bounced think the John Gruden just, stuff maybe has helped because they've just, won just, it since he left. <laughs> yeah, they just bounced over that, no problem. But I, I do think that stadium is a factor. It's like it's it's become... It's like it's become their home already, don't you think? Like it feels like their home already with the with the big flame and the nightclub and the, the people with the, the strange fancy dress and yeah. like random celebrities in the crowd. It feels like that's it's a real it's got real character. To it's that a Raiders after Raiders Stadium. Yeah, it is. I want to go there. I really want to go there. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's 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 do a UK Steelers uh, meet up when they play the Raiders in <clears> Vegas <throat> next time. Have like a yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm not sure. Sponsors my, come at us. Yeah. I'm not sure my constitution matches Vegas. So you might have to keep an eye on me. Oh, Richard will look after you. He, he, knows, yeah. he, knows, he knows Vegas like the back of his hand. Ah, of course. Um, I still think the Chargers take that division, but then that Chargers lost to um, who was it? They got smashed by the other week. The Ravens. That yeah. that threw me for a loop a little bit, and then the Ravens the next week go and get you know splattered by the Bengals. It's all over the show. I can't decide who's picture? for real. That picture that was going around, like, do you draft Penny Sewell, who is like oh, a guy oh, stopping yeah. your quarterback, your your quarterback stick man getting pushed over, or do you do you draft a wide receiver and you know your quarterback stick man is getting pushed over? Turns out, quarterback stick man getting pushed over is not going to happen because Chase is so damn good, they're going to win every game through him. Yeah, that's made a lot of people look ridiculous, including me. Although I will say, and the Lions podcast made a good. Um, the Roar of the Lions guys who do a good job over there, they, they made a good point. Stop comparing it to Penny Sewell specifically. Like, that guy can also have a good career and he's playing well, apparently. So, I, I do get that point. But, um, yeah, it does make people look ridiculous when Jamar Chase is going off every week now. I mean, is he, is he immediately now in contention as one of the better receivers in the NFL? It feels like he's, you know, storming it. Who, who's, I think I, who's playing I, I, better than him right now? Yes, but he's doing it through ridiculous deep ball catches. I don't, I don't think he's doing it through savvy route running he's just kind of out physicaling guys i mean he's playing amazingly well but i think he needs to his game needs to expand for him to be the best receiver in the game i mean he's not randy moss yet is he yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah he's a weapon i mean here's a question for you who would you take for the next well just in general who would you take for the next five years jamar chase justin jefferson it's just tough because you remember they've both been my number ones on the old <laughs> draft selection I love them both you'd want them both I mean that LSU team you can't take both team. that's not <laughs> yeah but one, they're two different positions aren't they one's X one's Y oh I mean... here we go Gav's got to find a way to make the question complicated well you know you want them both that's LSU had it you've seen it right, you it get works. Hunter Renfro Dave <laughs> <laughs> he's on Clemson what are you talking about that's a different thing you know Terrence Marshall used to give me there or Derek Stingley two-way player anyway sorry Dave for your account yeah I, I'm I've got a whole lot to say I mean maybe it's recency bias but I, I think I'd probably go with Chase he's having a, a big season right and the, the, if it's 
you can't i don't know you, I, I always get trapped by people's guys who have really good um rookie seasons i always sort of get a bit over high on them so maybe that's my weakness but um yeah i think i'd go with chase mm. rich what do you think jefferson chase uh, I mean, Jefferson's been doing it longer. I think the smart money would be to put on Jefferson. You know, but Chase is like he's the closest thing to Moss that we've seen in this Ooh. league in a while. I'm not saying he is, but he's the closest we've seen to it. I mean, just by what he's done so far, you know. Um, Who was the next so, closest to Moss, do you think? Megatron? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, if we go that far back, yeah, for sure. Megatron was fantastic. Do you think, do you think he's Moss 2.0? Is, he, is yeah. he the next? Yeah. What about Julio? I know they're kind of different, but D-hop? same threat. Mm. Similar. Yeah, similar game. I, I think Megatron's a more physical presence a little more than Julio, but uh, pretty similar players. So would you say that uh, Jefferson and Jefferson, Deontay Johnson – uh, Jamar Chase, Chase Claypool. Would that be how they fit into the offense, maybe? So who who would you rather out of those? Well, I guess I guess that's unfair because they're not on the same team, Jefferson and Chase. But I'd, I'd lean Jefferson, like Rich said. I just I, I like I'm, I'm a big fan of Jefferson. Like so wait, Je- Jefferson over Ch- over DJ? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, I think so. Jamar Chase over Chase Claypool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say this actually because you know, in a strong tradition on this podcast and me blowing my own trumpet, I was um, absolutely ramshackled for suggesting that the Bengals might be the only team with a better wide receiver trio than the Steelers, and uh, kind of feels that way. Well, with the emergence of Chase, you know that <laughs> that upped, you know, the ante very much on the Bengals' size because because of just what he's doing. You know, it's like if you if you want to compare Chase. Claypool and 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 Jamar Chase, then it's like he Chase seems to be living up to his potential, whereas Claypool he hasn't really lived up to his potential yet. I, with his size and attributes, he he should be doing more. I think he should be getting making more big splash plays, coming down with more balls. So I I would have to say you'd have to take Chase because I don't think Claypool is just I don't think he's lived up to his potential yet. All right, but this is why I brought this up, because do you remember where we were this time last year? Chase Claypool was doing the things that Jamar Chase is doing right now. He was having these monster games everyone was picking up in fantasy, thought he was the most elite wide receiver in the league. I don't know that he was doing it the same way, though. He was scheming up kind of interesting ways to get in the ball and stuff, whereas it feels like Jamar Chase is just going out and dominating play after play. Like It doesn't feel like the same comparison to me, at least. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think you need to dial back a year Maybe. and remember how you felt about Chase yeah. Claypool. I mean, he was this physical, you know, dynamic uh, player with ups and with amazing catch radius, deep threat, people uncoverable. That's that's exactly what Jamar Chase feels like right now. And I think whether it, you know a little bounce back to earth. And but did Chase ever come down? Did Chase ever come down with the ball? The consistency that um, sorry, because they're both called Chase. It's confusing me now. Did yeah, Claypool, Claypool ever come down? You know, with the ball at the same consistency. That I think there was a now. small stretch there where it felt like I, I. I think there was a small period for maybe two or three games where it felt like Chase Claypool was this kind of level of player, mm. and we're still kind of dining out on it in a way. 
but I, I think it's possible. And don't forget, you know, you you traded away Jamar Chase. Oh, I know, you know yeah, everyone was get, down on start, him. Yeah. Oh, of course, I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I think this is the peak. This is peak Jamar right now. Yeah. And this, I don't I think, think this is peak Jamar. I think peak Jamar is to come, unfortunately. Okay, well, I think you would have said that about Pete, Pete Claypool last year. I think, you know, this is the ebb and flow of, that, of things. You know, I think T. Higgins is a, is a massively underrated player. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I think Jamar Chase is, is benefiting benefiting from that, you know. I mean, T. Higgins play on the sideline. What a boundary receiver he is. I mean... At risk of extending this conversation too long, but I'm interested. If you had to pick three, you know, start in three out of the AFC North for your receivers, who would you take? Just You could pick any of them. Everyone's in you mean, play. You mean mix and match? Yeah. So you don't have to take one core. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So if you could just pick three receivers out of all fourteen, so you've got you know Hollywood Browns in play. You can have OBJ if you want, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. I think I think yeah. Give me um, give me Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, and T Higgins. I think yeah. Give me those three. That's a nice. That's you got two on the two on the perimeter and and uh, Deontay Johnson underneath and doing gadget stuff. Be that. I would. This is hard, man. This is. Hard. I, I would definitely have Jamar Chase. I would. I think I would go DJ. Mm. Are you going to go Tyler Boyd over T Higgins? That's such a hipster move. No, I kind of wanted to move. go Juju. I wanted to give some props to Juju, but then I'm like, I don't know actually. Because I think that Juju's held back by the Steelers more than I think. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm just being too homerish with the Juju thing. That is a tough question, though, right? That is Amazing that question. Odell Beckham hasn't come up in this. Yeah, no, yeah. I think Hollywood Brown sneak. You know, he's the number five wide receiver this year in fantasy. Dave, who you got? Come on. What's the what? What's the question? Dave's lost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can build a wide receiver core of three out of any of the receivers in the AFC North. Oh man. So that includes Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman. I, you know, I'd, be, I'd be tempted to put Hollywood Brown on that list right now. I really would. Why would you want him when you've got Jamar Chase? I mean, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's difficult because you don't want too many guys doing the same thing. But yeah, Rich, uh, Chase Johnson, Juju. Oh, Juju. I think that is what I would. Go- yeah, I'm with you, Rich. I think that is what I would follow. Okay. Yeah, none of those receivers can do what Juju does. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you're making defensive coordinators panic by that three mm. day. Whereas I think Higgins, Chase, and I mean, maybe you just Wood. go crazy and get Hollywood Brown, Claypool, and Jamal Chase. Just go full vertical <laughs> offense, <laughs> full air raid. Just everyone just run down. One of you is going to get open. <laughs> yeah, I could I could buy into that. That would be fun. Okay, should we move on from this? Maybe this is dragging on too long. Dave's got no answer. Yeah, D- Dave seems uninterested in this conversation, so we'll, <laughs> we'll roll on. Um, okay, well, we won't go for it. I did have a little game. I've got oh, a little yeah, go game. On. Okay, got a little game. Before we, before we move on to the fantasy, tiny little one. Maybe maybe you're sick of me asking you questions. You're wishing, where's Mike? I wish that guy that didn't like <laughs> ask annoying questions was back. Um, I've got a uh, a little game for you guys. See who who wants to go first. Uh, I, I I pulled up. I thought you know we're at the buy. Let's have a little self scout, right? And and not just self scout in terms of the Steelers, but self scout of where we are as as viewers and evaluators of the Steelers. So I pulled up the best five players according to PFF. Now, Rich, you can you can lodge your complaints. You know maybe maybe they don't know what they're doing, but 
According to PFF, who are the five best players on offense and five best players on defense of the Steelers? Now, who wants to go first? I've got the results here. Give you some thinking time. I'm going to go with Cy because you're the host. So, do you want to pick? Do you want to pick offense or defense? How about that? Let you me just pick. let me just clarify. So this is the top five offense, top five defense, PFF grades. Is, is there any Correct. limit on play time here? Is, is this... Yeah, yeah. This is this is within snap snap minimum. So you've got to be got to. Be, I think it's about 200 and something snaps up to this point. There's one guy out of the out of the the ten slots. There's one guy who. Has, it's almost reached the minimum, and will I will accept that? This answer. is what I was going to say because I'm a little bit. So uh, yeah, I'll go first. I'll pick defense. Um, okay. So I'm going to cheat one guy out as kind of a test, not not a practice because it'll be my real answer. But if it's if it's under, I kind of want want to because this is why I'm not quite sure what the level is. No, you're just going to say five names. I'm going okay, to record fine. them. I'm not going okay. to reveal anything. Okay. Because okay. the first one I want to say is Isaiah Bugs, but I'm not sure if he meets the standards of the snap counts. That's what I'm confused about. Does he meet the standards of the snap counts? I suppose. Can you tell me that? Uh, no, that 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 that, that, that game, could be it? a way of yeah, that could be a way of just testing, testing, testing until you get the right guy. Okay, well that was the only one I was going to do because I just wasn't okay. okay do you want to put him in the top five? <laughs> do you want to put him somewhere in the top five? If he meets the snap count, sure. Um, just because I know he's got a, like an obscenely high PFF grade, I think because we spoke about it before. Uh, then I will say. So you're putting him one. I mean, you. Oh no! Is it? We doing this? Are we ranking? Yeah, yeah one to five. Oh, ranking okay, one okay. to I five. Just picking yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's, this is a challenge. What, it's a tough. What an it's overtly a tough game. complicated game you've created for us. It's not overtly complicated. <laughs> it's just it's tough on on you. It's the thinker that. <laughs> Simon, do you want me to go first? I'll go. I'll I was just I was just trying to so lay out the rules. Water. Good God. <laughs> oh, do you know, forget it. I'm not playing. No. A deep dive into into Isaiah Bugs' Forget it. Forget it. Not interested. Oh, Not interested in this game. Go on, Rich. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. My Simon. toys are out the pram. Don't take, take your, don't take your toys and leave. Come on, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. You have, okay, you okay. All the time you need. Brother. Okay, thank you. Um, I will go uh, Edmonds. Okay. Uh, Hayden, what? Oh, sorry. This isn't in order. Right, right. Okay, what first? No, 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 no. One to five. One okay, to five. Okay, what first? so wait, 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 wait. Right, what first? Okay. What first? Cam Hayward second. Cam, hang on, I know, removing Edmonds and Hayden. Hang on, you're creating extra work here and, and more <laughs> space filling for the listener. Right, what first? Cam second. Okay. Uh, now I'm just scanning through the defense in my head. Uh, I was. Yeah. So then I'll put Bugs third. Okay. Which I'm getting the senses wrong based on your impression, but I'm just going to stick with it. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be as dry as possible. I don't know clues. This then, is fun is. Then I'll say Edmonds. Then, uh, oh, oh, wait, no. See again, the snap count thing. Mm. Uh, uh, Norwood. I don't know if he reached the snap count. Probably doesn't, but. Again, clearly I don't understand this game. I don't want to That's play part it of the evaluation process. How many snaps have you played? <laughs> You've just been watching highlights. Okay, who wants to go next? What, what just, just defense? Don't ask questions, Dave. Defense at the moment. No, no, it's offense and defense, but I'll let you, whoever goes oh, so next can pick. It's combined. No, no, you pick five defense, five offense. I'm confused now, man. What Dave, do you want to go next? You're talking. So, right, you can pick either offense or defense, and it's the top five, the five best players that have played so far, up to the bye. Do you want to go offense or defense, Dave? So, I, I can't do... So, it's one or the other. You can't do both. Just to keep it simple for my record-keeping, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Okay, well, I'll I'll go I'll go defense then because that's one I've actually got five written down for. Okay. Um. So, Cam Hayward. Okay. Um. TJ. Okay. Edmonds. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. Uh, maybe Schobert. How do I abbreviate that? Eskbert. Eskbert. Right. What was it? Schobert. Schobert. Okay. And I was going to I was going to like go a bit outfield, but then Simon mentioned Bugs. I thought, oh, maybe Bugs. Um, I'm going to go with Bugs. Okay. Right, Rich, you're going to pick defense, and then I'll reveal the defensive team, and then we'll move over to offense. Okay. Um, geez, I'm trying to think like a PFF goober. Um, no, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I'm gonna do. Uh, yeah, do I'm gonna do, go do, do, do Rich. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta do that. Um, I'm gonna go Watt, Hayward, Norwood, Edmonds, Hayden. Can Can I make one change to mine? Go. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Watt, Cam, Norwood, Edmonds, Hayward. Uh, Hayden. Haywood? Who's Haywood? Joe, Joe Hayden. <laughs> Hayden. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 I was saying that my probably brain. Probably my, my sloppy pronunciation. No, no, no. It's my brain because I was typing Norwood and I created Haywood out Norwood. Okay, what were you saying? Uh, so I've got your results. Can I, can I None change of you one? are correct. Can I change one? Oh, okay. Uh, yes, you can. Because I've been thinking about it. If it's 200 snap minimum, I, I, don't, I don't imagine Norwood has played 200 snaps. So can I say James Pierre? You can. Anyone else want any changes? Pierre was going to be my um, like potential it, yeah. outfield one. Um, no, I think I'll stay with. Cause if I change it and it's and I'm right, I'll be pissed off with myself. Okay, Rich, many changes or are you happy? Ah, uh, no. Simon's got me thinking about the Pierre thing now, but I, I'm going to stick with what I have. It's a tricky one. So, so uh, you all had what or Cam. As one and two, Cam is top ninety two point three. So Dave, you had that right. Uh, what what is second with eighty six point five? So the injuries held him back. I think he probably would be nineties if it wasn't for that that groin game. Uh, now third, Sai, you had Bugs, Rich, you had Norwood, Dave, you had Edmonds. Actually, Wormley, Wormley is third at seventy seven point one. Yep, surprising. Uh, Fourth, you had Edmonds, Edmonds, and Schobert, Ingram. But this is where the snap count guy comes in because actually Morlet is grading out as the fourth highest graded t- uh, defender on the team, but uh, not quite enough snaps. So it's Ingram, and then fifth is Bugs. So so you're so you're right side. You had Bugs third. Yeah, Bugs is fifth with a 69.5 grade. Pretty good. You had Pierre. Rich had Hayden and Dave had Bugs, so yeah, it's not bad. So you've got you, most of you have got two of you have got three out of five. The other one's got two out of five. Okay, who wants to go first on offense? Grades are all a bit lower, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I don't. I uh, don't mind. Yeah, go on, Rich. Go on, okay. Rich. You went last. You sure, you go sure Sam? Yeah, well, I went first. No, last yeah, time, you yeah. go first. Rich. You go first. Okay. Let's do it in reverse. I should okay. be more aff- affirmative in my. Uh, um, I'll go Najee, uh, Deontay Johnson. Okay. Uh, it's it's tough now, right? <laughs> Fra- let's go Fryermuth. Yeah. Okay. And 
The last one. Two more. Was oh, there two more? Yeah. yeah. You've got Najee, DJ, Moose. Oh, wow. Eey, oy, oof. Okay. Um, oh, what the heck? Uh, let's do Claypool. Okay. And uh, it's got, there's got to be one O-lineman in there, right? Uh, let's see man Um, oh my gosh you know I'm just going to go with a wild card I'm going to go with Chooks wow okay sorry I try not to react Uh, (laughs) I <laughs> For all the Chuck's hate you've thrown out. Yeah, no, it's, some... it's, only, yeah hey, exactly. it's, it's only PFF, true, guys. It's from you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay, Dave. I, I currently have four. I'm struggling with a fifth. Um, but I'll give you my top four and hope for some inspiration as I read it. Um, DJ, then Harris, Fryermuth, and Juju. Um, I assume and Juju makes the the count, right? I mean, he's, he's got to, right? Um, I'm struggling with I'm struggling with the fifth. It's it's like who is it that I think that's done particularly well? But if you're saying that the whole group, the group as a whole, is is low, then who's the the, the best of the bottom? If that makes sense. Um, I'm really struggling, man. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be a lineman. Um, I've got Dan clues pop- Dan okay. I've got clues popping in my head, but I've also got Rich's voice popping in my head saying, "Where's my clue?" So I'm not giving you any. Right, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do this order: Frymuth, DJ, Claypool, Naji, and then I also want a lineman. Just not sure which one. I'm gonna go Tritoner. Sorry, you've taken it, man. Uh, it, it, Muth is top. So well I done. knew Muth would be top because they love yeah. him. Every week I they see it. They like, love him. Yeah. DJ second. Oh, wow. You also had that. And and Rich, you had that too. Dave, you had DJ first. Um, Najee third. Oof, I almost so, did that. Almost. Yeah, but then, then Chase is fourth. Oh, I, I literally almost did that. I had that yeah. four and then I swapped those two around. Okay. Yeah. And then Trey Turner is fifth. That's oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, as, I was as, so close. As the uh, highest graded... Oh, lineman. Rich set set the tone there, though, by by going with the the fifth guy being a lineman. So I, yeah. I think you've all done well. I think what this has proved is that you you're all good evaluators. So well done, guys. No 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 embarrassment. I, I think I have a bit of an advantage on that because every week when I'm doing the the notes for the show, I I do pull the PFF. So I don't know what they are, but like I see each week the trends. So like I knew that they love Fryermuth, for example. Right. Yeah. Surprising that that Trey Turner is is so high, right? When he's not so high, he's sixty two. <laughs> which um is you know just mildly above average but still surprising that he is the highest graded guard and the fifth best player on offense i mean that's damning in in many ways but um yeah let's give some respect to him i mean he's you know he's doing okay oh, well done guys i thought that was a useful exercise just of where we are but, okay Right, should we move on to, uh, I don't know, have you got anything else? I, thought, I was wondering if we move on to the uh, yeah, Kebab Bowl. Yeah, or... let's go. Let's go talk about the controversial week. Uh, yeah, well, again. before we get on to that, I just wanted to recap uh, a little thing here that uh, 
the, the weeks I was missing, what a roller coaster ride we've been on. And, and, and the first week that I wasn't around, we had this. Oh, I got Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's ah. I've reaction. I am so psyched. Love how little Ooh, attention Rich, right. pay, Rich pays this week. Back in this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which then turned into this. Shh. Yeah, unbelievable. It's like, ugh. It's all over. I want to get my head chopped off. Where's the uh, guillotine? Such a sad, such a sad turn of events, man. To see, to see someone you know and like so much, just to be so happy and then so sad. I'm sorry, Rich. Yeah, I'm happy. sure you are, buddy. <laughs> oh, I am. I genuinely am. The, the joy, man. I mean, let's listen to it one more time. Oh, I got Justin Herbert. <laughs> so, so sad that you know the, the, the loss of hope the death of joy it's, no, no one wants to see that you know, yeah. rather have zero so anyway Absolutely where are we where, yeah. <laughs> we could have this I like, that. I like it rough so I'm going to go with intentional grounding <laughs> Gav's been at work on the clicker God, <laughs> I have been at work <laughs> Have you you actually been working or just doing this? this. Are you one of those insulate Britain guys where you just sat in a a road doing this? Doing sound drops. I wish, man. Someone wants to pay me to do that, I'm happy to do it. But no, unfortunately, I hold a stick above people pretending to be other people. But that's, you know, that's the choices we make in life. Kebab Bob. um, (laughs) Kebab Bob, yeah. How are we doing, guys? So, well, I mean, yeah, do you you want to lead the way, Gab? Because I, I, I... I feel like I have some, um, you know, I'm going to have to defend myself on that this week. I don't know if you are. I don't know if it's your fault. I don't know <laughs> if it's my fault. Something <laughs> happened, basically, that just took up. You know, I've got a job. I've got a life. I've got things to do. You know, running a fantasy league, I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. But when I have to sit there for hours working out the waiver order <laughs> and, you know, who had actually claimed what because someone did a fake trade for a laugh, you know, I get the humor. You know, it's fun. Like, you, you get eliminated, so therefore you trade your entire team for a player that's dead. I get that. You know, that's fun. Poggy's not that, dead. That, all right, whatever. But you get the point. But, you know, that, that, that joke lasts for, mm, I don't know, 30 seconds, and then you move on with your life, right? Well, the, the ramifications <laughs> of that joke lasted with me for about six hours today while in between doing my actual job, I was jotting down who had what waiver order and who had what, you know, how much fab they spent. So I wasn't that appreciative of the joke. But I, I forgive you, Kets, because I'm sure you didn't mean it to happen. Well, but I yeah, think it happened. To defend Kets, because me and Kets are in the doghouse over this, uh, but to defend him on this, we both assumed, I think, that you would think ju- like the trade would just have been cancelled before. Yeah, I, 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 my my issue is also with sleeper that a, a a trade that just gets ignored. Yeah, yeah, you know, through my own negligence. All right, put it back on the commissioner. All right, shine a mirror back on my face. You know, my wings are burning with the sun here. It's my fault for not saying that's a ridiculous trade. Go away. But I just discounted it. I've got other things going on in my life. I didn't think it was important. But no, it turns out, right, if you've got a ridiculous trade, cancel it because it's going to mess up all your waivers and then you're going to have to write out on a piece of paper this stuff. Yeah, but we, we continue but, to see the seeds of chaos grow. Um, we uh, we also week. have seen from this incident and other incidents, this guillotine league is very interesting in that it reveals people's characters more than any other fantasy <laughs> league I've ever been in. 
as demonstrated by Usai and a few <laughs> other people, but also Phil, who uh, who then decided to uh, pick up the people that had slipped through waivers in like a greedy fat kid in the sweet shop fashion, where it's just like, come on, man, you can see that you know this hasn't worked out correctly. So we'll see. I haven't reinstated. He hasn't said anything yet, but the, the players that I've stripped from his roster, I haven't reinstated the ones that he lost. But he hasn't said anything. So let's see. High drama, then. But let's give, let's give him his due. Uh, Matt Audley, team of the week. Kets. Goodbye, buddy. See ya. Be gone. Be gone. <laughs> what are we down to? We're down to, I should know this. Nine, I I've been really? writing it down on my lists all day. I think it's 10. Not 10, okay. We're down to 10, yeah. And I'm, I'm favourite to go out now, according to the um, predicted scores. I'm. Uh, I'm for the chop this week, so we'll see if I can overcome that with some savvy free agent moves. I've been interested in the people who I've thought were going to go out like four or five weeks in a row and then just have maintained long enough where now, like Jason, right? You know, our, our Facebooks are. I, I kept thinking he was going to go out, and then now since he have got good, he's riding that storm and uh, he's not even in the bottom couple anymore. So fortunes can change. They can on 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 a dime. There's a few poison chalices. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick mm-hmm. Holmes, mm-hmm. not not doing much for their owners. Yeah. So we'll see. Are you still paying attention, Rich, or are you just totally checked out now? You don't care. No, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I, you know, I, I'm in three other leagues, and it's just hard for me to keep up with everything. I, I when I started fantasy football, I only wanted to be in one league because it's just you know it's just too much time, and then. You know, I just end up being in four. So it's not that I don't care. I'm just busy with my other leagues. Sure, I understand. And I'd be the same. I, I wouldn't be making pretend trades or, <laughs> you know, picking up people on waivers for fun in a league where I was already eliminated. Uh, you know, I, I just wouldn't even consider that. So when people do that, it, it catches me by surprise. Some people yeah. have too much time on their hands. Some people are just like, you know, they're not good losers. They lose and they and they want to somehow sabotage things. On the way out, you know, they, they they get fired and they shit on the door as they leave. So you know, I, I, my eyes are on you, Rich. Left magnet, you know, with some with with integrity intact. You know, mm. others didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rich, who by the way was also a victim of what I complained about with the QB, but uh, so be it. Just the way the game goes. Quite uh, Tomlin. <laughs> right. Anything else uh, non kebab related? Or should we roll on? I think we can roll on. Should we go there? Let's do it. Four large donuts, kids. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty of onions. Oh, the theme music's back. Oh, shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it was never it was it was here the whole time it never went away it was always here it's a lie it's a conspiracy conspiracy theory um you've been away for a bit haven't you gav you've not been around for a bit all right you you you, you arrived a couple of weeks ago and from your graveyard in a very horror horror themed way um, but we, we need to catch up then we need to catch up with your opinions and we, as we heard earlier you have some opinions to give on certain things um but the first thing you missed out on was, um, and I feel like you might have a a couple of good ones. I might, I might be wildly wrong, but um, we discussed workplace pranks a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember. Um, 
do you have any good workplace pranks that have been done to you or you've done upon other people yeah uh loads to be honest hang on one sec <laughs> I knew you <laughs> the problem with these is that um a lot of them you kind of you kind of need to be there and it's, it's hard to relate like a practical joke is practical so in an audio description format doesn't quite cut it it's like watching you know dune in braille or whatever it's not quite not, it doesn't quite <laughs> translate but um yeah i mean the film set is is right maybe less now now that we've got like netflix issuing you know hr hurt feeling hotlines where you can complain against fellow workmates and get them fired and blacklisted people are less willing to take risks uh, but that, that's a different story but um over the years i i have been part of or witnessed many outstanding practical jokes that when when you brought this up i was like dave you've done it again like you did it with the horror films you've done it with the practical jokes you like left me out of things but (laughs) thanks for giving me the chance i mean it feels a bit uh forced but i mean geez so many times so many laughs i mean i used to work with this one guy who was just like an absolute a grade practical joker um and uh his his jokes range from um rigging like uh, 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 the, ele- the the generator, like which is the generator truck, which is what you know, like these kind of surly electrician kind of dudes drive around, and you know they they turn up and they turn the generator on, and you plug all your lights into it. He 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 stole the keys and he, he rigged stink bombs on the brake pedals, and then we all sort of stood around and watched as they drove off, and then you know they they got like twenty yards down the road and all ejected from the from the cab in a, a cloud of yellow gas. You know, us crying with laughter. Um, range from that. Still exist. And this, 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 this was like early 2000. Yeah, they did the little glass vials. Yeah, you can, you can, you can get, you can uh, gaffer you tape them. them. Yeah, I think you must be able to on the internet gaffer tape them to people's brake pedals, and and they will break and stink out their their car. Um, yeah, his 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 kind of pranks range from that to being at a rap party for a job and him spiking the punch with MDMA. Which which was too far. That was that was too far. I mean, it it was fun to a point where suddenly people are doing things that you feel bad for them, you know. And it's like, okay, that was funny when when people were kind of in on the joke. But when when random innocent bystanders are getting like brought up in this collateral damage that you, you've created, that was too far. So you know. I feel I feel bad. So you know, there's a range of practical jokes. You know, there's, there's a lot of classics like, um, you know, covering someone's car in, in in wet newspapers. So when they get back to the car, it's just one big giant newspaper. That's a good one. Um, there was a guy that I used to wear a focus pull-up, which is like um, someone that works with cameras. He was an amazing practical joke, and he was always up to. You know, he was hiding fart machines on the set and waiting for <laughs> someone to walk past and setting the fart machine off. Or he would like um, Bluetooth some porn onto a TV, and this is the kind of thing you can't get away with now, right? But you know, so that we'd be filming a scene, and suddenly the TV would like burst into life with like hardcore graphic sex, you know, really awkward. But also, when you know it's going to happen, hilariously funny. Uh, one of the highlights he did was he stole like we, we were working with an actor, well-known guy that's been on um, uh, Strictly Come Dancing and all stuff. He, he stole, this was so elaborate, he, he, he stole his car keys from his jacket. I don't know how he got the car keys. He went out, he moved his car, which happened to be like a, a Lotus, a land, and then he removed the steering wheel and, and 
like hid the steering wheel so the guy had to find his car he put and then then put the keys back in his pocket so then he had to find the car which was somewhere else and then it got in it no steering wheel i mean totally totally ridiculous uh but you know just little things like oh there was another time where there's like um a guy i mean this 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 is the kind of thing that's dead on the film set now because of all these rules but there was a scene where we were shooting an actress sort of middle-aged actress like a, a milf kind of character going to a hotel room to meet like uh, she was having an affair with someone and, and her, her, her the, the, the gentleman opened the door. Well, the, the grip, right. Who's like a generally kind of one of the more kind of surly kind of characters. He, he arranged with the actor that he was going to open the door in his pants instead of the actor. So we, you know, we're, we're rolling, we're filming and suddenly she opens the door and there's this like hairy, you know, middle-aged guy with a pot belly answering the door, stuff like that. You know, it, it but as I said, the opening gambit was for all those things, you have to be there when you're not there. It's not so funny, but th- there was another one. Th- th- the only time, right. That I've ever had to, it, I've really struggled on set was we were filming and it, 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 it's made worse by the sort of sensitivity of the subject matter. We were, we were filming um, like a gay kiss scene, right. Between two dudes. And one of the actors was this black dude called Jimmy Akinbola. I don't know if you know him. He's sort of a well-known British uh tv actor the guy's hench right he's he is he is jacked and um he he took his his top off in the scene right so uh, just for a laugh i there was a, there was a um a, a a female camera assistant that i know is was single at the time so as as he took his on the, on the first take as he took his top off i like we have a call sheet or like or sides which we keep on us which are like the script as he took it off i put my sides in front of her eyes as if to say like you shouldn't be looking like you know avert your eyes right we fine okay that was just a kind of thing that happens all the time just a little joke we go for take two suddenly i turn around and the first ad right who is like the sort of the, the floor manager like the guy that's responsible for everybody he's he's holding his own sides in front of his own face right uh as as the as the top comes off with the hunk but he's drawn like wide open eyes like on 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 the thing like, again one of those things you had to see there this like absolutely floored me, right? And and I, I just couldn't stop laughing. And and he couldn't stop laughing. We lost it. Basically, we lost it. We corpsed. Like we we just it was I mean, it doesn't sound that funny. It was hilarious. And okay, so we go for it, they cut because he's he's the guy that says action, right? He's the guy that says cut and he's wetting himself. And and I'm the guy that's standing right next to the two dudes that are kissing, and I'm wetting myself, right? And and it's nothing to do with what the actors are doing, it's just this silly situation we cooked up so we go okay sorry 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 that's ridiculous sorry we'll go again we start again we're about 10 seconds into the scene i like sideways look at the 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 guy he starts laughing i start laughing the actor turns around and goes guys what's going on here like and and the the guy's you know like massive alpha male he's clearly uncomfortable at what he's having to do him but he's you know he's an actor he's he's working his craft but these two jackasses laughing like crying with laughter next to him in the end I had to like not look at the other guy and the other guy had to go into a room next door and shout action through a window. Cause if he saw me, he was going to start laughing. I, I can't live that down. Like, I, I feel bad about that so often because clearly like, you know, he felt like we were laughing at him, but um, yeah, anyway, that's so, so practical jokes are a big, big, uh, big, big uh, part of my workplace that you're always looking for a practical joke. You know, that's, it's great when one comes off and you can make people laugh, even little silly things like, you know, like everyone stood around, you know, you like you're rehearsing a scene Like maybe, you know, they, they, they show the scene to the crew. 
if there's like a bit of like a prop or something you can clip onto someone so that when everyone walks off at the end, they drag the prop off the table and it hits the floor and everyone looks around. Or like, or like a balloon is like ideal. You clip a balloon to someone, stuff like that. You know, but it's it's all quite juvenile, like the kind of stuff I come home laughing about and, and tell Lisa, and she's like, "You're an idiot. What are you doing with your life?" You know. So I don't know. Yeah, there it, you go. It all sounds fairly highbrow, actually, compared to what some people can get up to. Like I say, most most of my practical jokes involved doing something to someone's boots, like filling the boots with shaving cream or nailing them to the floor or something. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it's generally about, in the film industry, it's generally about making someone make noise when they're not supposed to and potentially waste, load, you know, thousands of pounds on something. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. But, um, well, not well, not speaking... cucumbers and, and condoms. That was <laughs> slightly awkward. <laughs> well, so speaking of the movie industry i was given a recommendation of well i've given a number of recommendations by uh i, I think it, it well it was mostly Cy that reeled off a massive list and rich gave a few as well <laughs> and I, I now have a list of horror movies i need to try and find my way to work through so in, in the last week i managed to watch one <laughs> to uh, <laughs> give you an idea it's better than zero to give you an idea well it, considering my sort of way it goes with films with me you know if i watch one in six months i'm doing all right <laughs> Um, but I've managed to watch one, and that one was Saint Maud. Now I was sold this film on the basis of there being a scene that was. Um, well, how did you describe it? It was like the most disturbing it, scene, or one of the most it's disturbing, one of the most disturbing seen. things I'd seen in a movie. Yeah. Okay. And it's. Now, I'll, I'll let you go. Sorry. Well, now I was going through this list of films, and a couple of them, whilst looking through Amazon Prime, etc., other streaming whatever's are available. Um. I had to pay for them, which uh, put me off immediately. And I, being a, a massive cheapskate and a skint bloke, um, I sort of went for the one that was free. <laughs> I like that. So I went, I, so I went with St. Maud as my first <laughs> outing. And I thought, right, it's been recommended. It should be all right. And um, I mean, it was. I went into it with an open mind. I was open minded to it and I was ready. And then I saw the National Lottery had funded it and I thought, I remember a film called The Sex Lies of the, of the Potato Men that was funded by the by the National Lottery. And that film sucked balls. Doesn't that, that just mean that it's film. like a British film, though? Gav, you know more about this than me, but like, isn't that just like a low-budget British film, basically? It's got to pass certain bars to get lottery funding. You'd hope the script was half decent. Yeah, but it doesn't like necessarily mean anything about the quality of the movie, does it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd hope there's some quality control. I mean, it's, I mean, it's that, taxpayers, essentially taxpayers' money. Yeah, I mean that that money that that um that film had Johnny Vegas in. I like Johnny Vegas, but that film was awful. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I went into it waiting for this big scene to arrive, and there was some like it it was slow. Like it was a slow film. It, it felt like one of these uh, films that's only on in small little cinemas that holds about twenty people, like an arty film. <laughs> And arty to me, just I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit of a I'm, I'm a, a movie commoner or something. I, I don't know what you what is there a word for it? I don't know. Is there a hierarchy of, of yeah? You you know you're a popcorn eater. You're, you know you're yeah. You're in for the blockbusters. I'm with you. Non pretentious. Yeah. yeah. I suppose you could call it that. But I I, I like arty things. I like um, postmodern sort of some sort of prog. Like prog music, prog rock things like that. I'm into I'm into progressive stuff. When it comes to to movies and film, 
I'm not that well versed in it. So I like things to be a bit more obvious. But I was waiting for this sort of big scene to arrive. And there was a couple of scenes that I, I it, it was a slow build and I liked the slow build. I, I was I was I was waiting for the thing to happen and then the thing didn't happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh the, the credits are here. Okay. Um and so then, are, are, are you criticizing size so, film choice well, no, as well as Rich did last week? There's there's a, there's an extra thing to this. I, 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 we switched it off and we went, that wasn't what I expected. It was a little, we, 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 we went away thinking that was a bit rubbish. And then I sat in bed, you know, when I was saying the other week about how I watched Saw as like a, however, maybe I was probably about 10 or 11 years old when I saw Saw and I was, I was awake at night waiting for the guy to bring to my house and, and wake up in a room full of razor blades or something. I, I sat in bed and I was awake till about three o'clock, thinking about the subtext and the the uh, the hidden meaning behind all these things. Because I I'm uh, a bit of a a serial killer nut. I, like not because I'm not that I'm a serial killer. I'm just I'm interested in what makes these guys tick and the psyche of these people. And it made me think about sort of um, there was a guy who was um, they call him the shoemaker. He was um, a serial killer based in philadelphia and he, he's he was like a a religious he, he was sort of like he believed he was killing people for religious reasons like that he um his his god had spoken to him and he had to to kill the ever or whatever billion people is on the planet then him last and then he would become god that was what he believed he also believed that you could cure people with of all diseases by orthopedic shoes he was he wasn't a very well man um and it sort of made me think about the sort of religious things and how people become so warped by religion and and such. And and that's what kept me awake at night. It wasn't the horror of the film and the scariness of the film. It was the fact that it it prompted these thoughts in me and of comparing it to things that I already knew about. If that makes sense. Hmm. Um, yeah. So and and that sort of if you if you're yet to see Saint Maud, I guess we need to put a spoiler alert thing in here. Yeah, there's but, not really um, been any spoilers. So I was no. sort of going to say I'll keep no, it spoiler no, no, free, no spoiler. but because I would be interested to see what Gav thinks as well. And Dave, I yeah, will yeah, say, it's on my list. I was I was um, a bit tentative with that one because I must admit I did think the same as you. I thought some people might be put off by the slow build, and it's a little bit unstructured in the first half. But again, without any spoilers, I think the last act is is. Uh, no, it's not because it's, again, it's not like a scary film, like a horror 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 film. No. It's like a psychological horror film, right? It is, it is, and, and, and that's what I asked yeah. for, to be fair. Yeah, and it's well, like... you, you were asking for yeah for psychological horrors, right? And you yeah. you named uh, Get Out as being the kind of benchmark. Is that right? Yeah, and and I, I love Get Out. I thought Get Out was a brilliant mm. film. I love that film. So, I I was thinking right. So, in terms of I I love horror films, right? It's it's like my favorite genre. To me, it's, it's like uh, eating spicy food. Right, you can eat food and it can be really tasty. You can eat cake or sweet stuff, you know, and it and it's good. But if you eat good spicy food, it's got this extra dimension and and, and it, that that brings something extra. You know, it's like the, the being being afraid. Yes, you can make me laugh, but being afraid is a more visceral experience than than being happy or being entertained or being excited. Being being scared is. Is, is 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 an extra level and then beyond that you've got something else which is being disturbed mm. now there's i've got a list here of 11 films that have disturbed me um and i don't know maybe this is too far because i think get out is on the cusp of being disturbing but it's 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 so it's it's so it's perfectly pitched in that it's not 
overly disturbing. It's just it's hitting on societal level issues whilst also being scary, but it's not disturbing as such. So the, it's on the that, ones you're about uh, to say, Gab, before you say them, are, you, are we sure we want to advocate? Because I know which list you're talking about. <laughs> You've seen my list before, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm like, is this the kind of movie Dave wants to hear? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm interested to know if he's seen any of these because okay. I think these these ones would push the boundary of 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 what is a scary movie, and then you can come back from that and find a better place. And also with Rich, I want to know if he's seen these movies. So I'm I'm just going to list these eleven movies and see if you've seen any of them, right? Okay. So I'm just going to go in the list in the order they are here. This isn't in any order of preference. We've got Martyrs, um, and then and then two films by the same guy you mentioned climax last week which is a good movie side but i don't think it's on this list but his two of his other films are which is irreversible which a lot of people have heard of and then another one called enter the void uh, then we've got now this is the sequel but i think the sequel is a better more disturbing picture than the original but we go human centipede 2 Right, to okay. see the first team of centipede to get all the new not ones. necessarily <laughs> you, yeah not necessarily you could watch it i think you'd be disturbed suitably disturbed watching this film Okay, and then we've got a Serbian film. I've heard if, about this one. It's anyone just the one that's that people seen believe that? that actually got murdered in it. It's just the one. Um, not sure they got murdered. That film, I I, I would struggle to describe it, um, other than saying if you combined um, Boogie Nights with Saw with uh, that classic The Game. The uh, was that uh, yeah that, those three films merged into one you get a Serbian film and that doesn't even touch the surface it's so that's possibly the most disturbing film on this list uh, uh, I saw the devil Korean film we were talking about Korean films you were talking about Korean films that's a great Korean film but super heavyweight uh, funny games the original maniac the um, the that's the point of view one with Elijah Wood Elijah Wood you know, who is Frodo. You'll see Frodo in a totally different light after you see this movie. Um, Man, Man Bites Dog, uh, Antichrist, and Kill List. Have you seen any of those films, Dave? Uh, no. Okay. So, Rich, you seen any of those movies? Uh, what was the last one after Antichrist? Kill List. The Kill Ben Wheatley one. <clears throat> There's a couple that are... are are familiar irreversible and into the void or sound familiar but i would have to take a look at uh, some stills or something from the movies right irreversible uh, 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 french basically backwards and the, the, what what links those two films is the camera work is is next level out of this world it's totally the camera moves in ways that you're not used to seeing but it's not done in a gratuitous way it it's done to uh, exacerbate the, the emotion you're feeling. Enter the Void is this like existential. It's a, it's a film about life, death. I mean, there's there's some images in that film that have never and will never be put onto cinema screens ever. Have you have you seen that site? Enter the no, Void. No. Right. I struggle. I struggle to find a lot, find a lot of these movies. I think probably for good reason. A lot of them, are, apart from the Human Centipede, which is like a you know, a lot of them are difficult to actually. They're not on any streaming services and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's you've got to like go out and find them. Yeah, you wouldn't want your kids watching exactly. these movies. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. They're 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 heavyweight. They're hard going. Um, I did buy. Yeah, I saw the devil and haven't got around to it. So maybe I'll do that before Halloween. Actually, 
Okay. But yeah, it's, they're not fun movies you want to sit and watch with your girlfriend on Halloween. They're not a popcorn. They probably are with Chloe, but yeah, yeah I hear you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, Dave. So you've got some homework there. You can track down some. I mean, we can talk about other good horror films like, you know, It Follows, I'm a big fan of. Baba Duke, I'm a big fan of. But um, they're just more straight horror. With my current rate of one film in a week, I think we've got uh, about a year's worth of uh, (laughs) films to get through. Can I just ask on that, Dave? Um, I don't yes. know if... It, again, don't say what it is because I would like people to go watch it, but it's the fi- it's the very, very final scene of St. Maud that's that's the one that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, that like that sort of whole part from where she gets back to her house. Ah, oh, don't, don't spoil it. <laughs> I, I don't think I've said too much up until the end. That was the bit that yes, sort yeah, of the final act made is, me yeah. think. But is this, is this in like a don't-look-now way where... Yeah, the film's okay, builds up, there's good acting, good tension, and then you get to the final scene and it blows your socks off and that's all you remember? It's, Is that For me, I, it wasn't that I found it... It, it was unsettling. It, yes. I found that the mood was unsettling. And then, like I say, it, I, 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 I think that's why I left it feeling a bit disappointed. And then, like I said, I went, when I went to bed and sort of thought about the things behind it and what it was... Maybe it was more from my own point of view i don't know um but it made me think a lot more than i'd expected it to i thought it'd just be a sort of more straight-up horror film but, I, but it made me think i would say that in format gav uh, and mm. and um the topic that you know it's kind of about as well but but in the format i would say it's very similar to like a low bid budget version of the witch okay which is good i like the witch what's your uh dave what what would you say was your sort of favorite horror film where where what um what comes to mind? And, and I'm including that sci-fi because I think sci-fi and horror are kind of two very closely linked um, genres. I, I don't know in terms of individual films. I, I, a lot of the the horror films that I enjoy, I don't find scary, but they're probably classed as horror. Such as? So, give, us, give us some titles. So I, like, I love the entire uh, Aliens franchise much to... Much to size uh, dis- yeah, disapproval well that's where um, i was kind of heading i think i think alien is is one of the best horror films ever made yeah it's i mean i don't like alien it it doesn't really scare me like it, it, it's the, the the whole the mood of the whole thing and the the story behind it it it, it sparks something in my brain that i find i, I want to learn more about it and i want to see the whole um maybe that's what gets me interested in films when there's a subtext and there's things that it's commenting on maybe that's what it what makes me interested oh so much subtext in that movie i mean yeah. people getting infected with stuff and it bursting out and infecting other people you could basically write that into anything you know it's the religious thing that really gets me i think when someone's mm. sort of facing and the origins of man and things like that and it just sort of go, oh well, well what if we were what if you are we are all aliens that have been put here by some some far off race that wanted to spread and take over a planet, you know, and go, Oh wow. And that makes me, makes my mind explode. But, uh, but are you taking, are you taking the whole alien franchise in that center, in that, in that thought? Yeah. That, that, that sounds like Prometheus. And oh, whereas I, I think, I, I think if you people, just look at the alien, but I really enjoy it. I love that film. I think yeah, I, I like the concept more than the, the execution, but, mm. um, mean. but I think in terms of, just if you take Alien as just a standalone movie, it's we forget the franchise, forget everything that comes after. It's just such a such a great oh, science sci-fi horror, you know. Mm-hmm. 
it's not aged that well. It's not. Do you not think so? It aged well. No oh, man, I, I I think it has. But anyway, okay, Rich, you tell me. What's your what's your what what what's your favorite horror movie for Halloween? This, you said the thing. I, yeah, I like the thing a lot. I, that's definitely one of my favorites. And in the in the, the classic uh, original Halloween movies, always a lot of fun to watch around Halloween as well. Um, Alien and Aliens, I love both of those movies. They're both fun to watch. And I like to uh, pull out the. Um, the old uh, Universal Monsters movies too, because they're yeah. really cool. I, I I really like those too. Not scary, but just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of fun to watch. You're a big monsters, but monster movie guy. Yeah, yeah, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Love Godzilla. I'll, I'll pay to see those movies for as long as they keep making them. Well, I think one film that doesn't get as much love as it deserves these days although it was massive at the time but seems to have been forgotten starship troopers oh yeah yeah that was a fun movie it was it it seems to have been this just disappeared people don't talk about it it doesn't come up i think that was a like a 90s classic dave you've seen that right no no i haven't you haven't seen starship troopers okay i'm not seeing the goonies either but i get told off for that a lot forget the goonies that's at your age, you won't appreciate that as much. But Starship I like Troopers, the Goonies. You'd like the Goonies, Dave. Yeah, you'd like it. But I've sorry, seen you, you've seen Starship Troopers, right? So. No, no. Oh my God, you're going to love this movie. Okay. This this movie is full of. It's a sci-fi horror. It's it's got um it's it's came out of the era of like Armageddon kind of um Earth under threat kind of era like Armageddon and uh, uh, Deep Impact and all these other movies. But it's also got this like body horror element. But it's also got post-Vietnam satirical uh, new media. Um, yeah, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love that. I can't believe you haven't seen this. Apparently, it's on Disney Plus, so I should be able to watch it. All right. Okay. Report back next week. Starship Troopers. This one for you. Okay. Don't watch any of the sequels. I think there's been three sequels, all trash. But the, the original. <laughs> so don't don't come at it as a franchise. You're gonna be disappointed. Just a standalone okay. movie. And it's, oh. it's from that, it'll be interesting to see if I like it, because it is from that area of like movies where when they tried to do stuff like this, it never quite, it was always only Star Wars worked and then the rest of it, like late 90s, early 2000s, that era of film, I just struggle with it. Mm, this one worked. Sometimes, which is funny because some of the best movies came out then. But It's one of the best, uh, This this it's funny, that the films you remember really loving at the cinema, I remember I loved Starship Troopers, I loved Shutter Island, and cool. also Dave... Yeah. I love Dune. I love Dune, man. It is one of the best films I've seen in a long, long time. The original or the new one? No, no, the new one. The oh, one yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah. I saw it this weekend. It's really good. My I'm God, Dave, you have to it. see it. It's what? my first trip to the cinema in a long time uh, tomorrow. So I'll, tomorrow, I'll, I'll tomorrow, I'll excellent. Yes, there. I'm glad because you were you were in some doubt. Yeah, right, I won't talk about it anymore. We'll talk about it next week. I'll be there with my big rucksack of snacks annoying everyone with all my crinkles <laughs> yeah i bought the combo meal the big massive popcorn all salted very nice um oh dave i, I, fe- I felt awful this yes. week as well I-, I really hope you go and get a poster yourself because um they were offering posters at our screening and when we went in i clocked them and i said i've got to get one of them for dave and then when we go out we always go out via the top of the cinema because nobody knows about it and everyone else goes down by the bottom. So we went out, you know, went, you know, went to the loo, went down the elevator left. And then I was like, oh no, the posters. You had to go out the other way to get the posters. So all week I've been feeling terrible about it. 
You didn't go back? I, well, but I was in the car. <laughs> you were in the car before you remembered the yeah. question. Yeah, and the problem is as well, it was like, behind, so I would have had to go in, then like explain to a guy that I'd just been in, you know, it, it would have been a thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to try and uh, sweet talk some uh, what cinema ci- attendants. What cinema is it that you go? Uh, it's an Odeon. Oh, I don't know about Odeon. Because I'd seen in the view they were on the wall saying that you'd get one if you went and watched it. So I, I, I saw it in a view. I didn't get offered any posters. I, I just know. got ushered out in a hurry. Maybe it was just Cineworld then. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Or just IMAX, maybe? Not sure. Well, you would have an IMAX, wouldn't you? <laughs> you got to watch Dune in IMAX. It's mate. It's crazy. Oh, it's good. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it, Rich? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, we'll come. But we'll come back with the Dune review next week. Yeah. <laughs> so this is turning into the movie podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one. We, hey, uh, uh, in the thing, Rich is one of my favourite scenes of all time in all cinema. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? Do you want to care to guess? The part where they're uh, tied to the or uh, tied together. To the uh, the seat, and they're testing yeah. each other's blood. You've nailed it. The blowtorch yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that man. It's so good. Have I told you that before? Or was that just a guess? No, that's just a great scene. That's amazing, isn't it? The tension, mm-hmm. and the way they're all tied together, and then it cuts, and they're all up, and there's like two left. Yeah. And, and then so the, the then the the line the guy has when it's like is something to the effect as I realize. We've all been through a great amount of stress, and this has all been very tough on everyone. But will you please release me from this damn couch? Yeah. You're gonna keep me here all year. Yeah, it's awesome. It was, it was like, oh man, what a great line. Just yeah, awesome. I, I, I'm gonna decree if you haven't seen the thing and you listen to this podcast, you're no longer welcome. So go oh, on, that's old. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Dave, have you seen the thing? Right, you have. You have. Have you? No. You haven't? Okay. okay. You just, you just shamed talking. him. You're doing that cinema thing where you... Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing that thing. Sorry. Sorry. I think we need to branch off and have our own cinema podcast. Yeah, just and, to fulfill um, our own uh, desire to talk about it. Yeah, we can do our own pretension. Yeah, people tuned out. TV fans are too bored by this point. <laughs> Respect from a TV fan. Yeah. Uh, oh, very quickly before we go, uh, the injury report got released. Um, ben, Claypool and Ingram are all limited. And Zach Banner's a full participant. Wow. Tuit not even on there? Nope. Mm. Yeah, it's so weird what's going on with Tuit. I, I, I've never remembered anything like this in my history of watching Steeler football. This is just really strange what's going on with him. Because there, there was the thing about his brother, wasn't there? And we were, I mean, we were talking months ago about is it is it an off the field thing? Is it. Yeah. I don't know. It's so hard to know. It does seem yeah. weird, though. It doesn't seem normal. It's not like, yeah, oh, but... yeah, he's on the road to recovery and this is the steps he's got to take. And be right. Back. Yeah, exactly. We're used to hearing that, especially with a prominent player. You know, that's kind of like the, the news we've been getting from the Steelers is almost like he's like a, you know, a practice squad player. And it's not really that important to the team. It's it's really, really strange. Well, fingers crossed. Let's hope. Let's hope he's back soon. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, man. No, no to it. No, uh, a Lulu. No win against the Browns. <laughs> Jeez. Well, on that positive note, um, <laughs> we'll wrap it up because we've, God, we've 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 battled on for a long time on a bye week. I thought it was going to be a short show. Um, 
but clearly not. Follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyro this. Follow Gav at GM Boom Up. And follow David. This is Dave Hart, all on Twitter. And follow Rich on Instagram at stunt underscore Batman. And we'll see you here next week. Um, hopefully not two games back in the division. Hopefully uh, four and three. See you later. Bye. Cheers, guys. Go Steelers. <laughs> yeah!